What's up, Bench Warmers? Episode 62 of the Far End of the Bench Podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. Thank you for very much for tuning in. we got a lot to get to you today. MLB playoffs are flying by. NHL season has begun. The NBA starts this week. And, of course, we still have NCAA and NFL football to talk about. So plenty of stuff to get to. You guys are going to want to catch it all. So be sure to stick around all the way through. And we have some fun fun times with our segments. What's Brewing is a lot of fun this week. Plus, uh, we have a great what's what's in my book and ride the slow parlay, and we throw in a little mile high parlay as well. So we got a lot for you. Be sure to follow us on social media at FEOTV Pod. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five star rating and review, and we'll shout you out on the podcast. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel and ring the notification bell so you keep up to date with everything going on. We just launched our new series uh, of our top ten rankings each week in college football. That came out last Friday. We'll have another one this Friday. So be sure to be up on all of that. You won't want to fall behind at all because we got more and more new content coming, and uh, we have a lot of stuff planned. So you guys are all going to want to enjoy this. Nico, if Juju Smith isn't in the Juju Smith Schuster isn't in the stadium to hear Renegade, does anybody really hear? You sat through the Geno Smith Ben Roethlisberger game. Why? Who the? Who are you? Oh my gosh, that was I cannot watch that. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This certain attention, I, you know, a couple weeks back, my last certain attention, I was hyped up. I was like, oh, you know what? Nugs, Avs, this is how they're going to control their path to possibly NBA Finals Stanley Cup. Well, now let's go on the other side because it's time to tank. It is time to end it. Ships, The ship has sailed. I have been sitting here for five years. Five years, yes, five years since Super Bowl 50, hoping that this team is competitive for the Denver Broncos if you haven't picked up on what I'm saying. If it, and for, for whatever reason, every single year we trot out there like, oh, maybe we can be a 500 team and a wild card team. It's time just to go the full sh- set the sh- ship. Look look what's happened to the other teams around your own city and how well that's turned out for you. Everyone remembers when the Avs put up the least amount of points in NHL history in regular season. Look where we are now. Nuggets fans, you remember when we our best players were JaVale McGee and Randy Foy? Yeah, neither do I because look where we're at now. The Rockies are exact same situation as the Broncos, and look what they're fucking doing. Like it's 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 time just to just to let things go. Throw Locke in there. See what he's got. If he's not the future, you ship him out. You start over. Get all the young guys. Get the, all the young guys as many minutes as possible, as many snaps as possible, and figure out what you got from this young core. Because I'm look the only person, the only veteran that should be still around this team is number fifty-eight because his his number should be up in the rafters. That's that's the only person that that should fall under. But other than that, every single veteran needs to fucking go, and you need to see what you get out of these young group and say, fire Fangio, find a young head coach next year, and if Drew Locke is not the guy by the end of the year, you go draft a quarterback in the first round. Because I am sick and tired of sitting here for five straight years thinking, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we're a playoff team. Maybe, I don't know. Shoot. It sounds like we got enough talent on the defense side. No. I'm, I'm done with it. I've seen – 
literally in your own city, two teams that have been super successful, the most successful teams in your state right now, tanked like a motherfucker, and you can't replicate it? Like, yes, it's going to suck for two or three years, but the payoff is so worth it. It really is. It's going to fucking burn. My, it's gonna be, I'm going to be leaving a lot of football games early, uh, even though I'm a diehard. But shit, I'm going to be leaving a lot of football games early, and it's going to suck for two years. But I know that, you know what, We're gonna, we have a young core, young head coach, and I have faith. Please, just, just give me hope like the other two teams in this state that are currently playing are doing for me. That's all I ask. This episode of The Far End of the Bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code BENCH when you sign up today, and you'll double your first deposit up to $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code BENCH. I'm sorry, Denver fans. Someone had to say it. I'm sorry. I, 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 had, I had to be the one. But, but at some point, you have to fucking ball the Cincinnati Bengals and go get yourself a quarterback like Joe Burrow. Because right now, if we if you continue winning mediocre games and you're sitting back in the ten to twenty range, here we go again next year. It's 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 a recurring cycle. And look, look, I, I was I was at the game Sunday with the Raiders at the Raiders game. It fucking sucks losing the Raiders at home, especially that bad. But sitting there with my older brother Reggie, he was like, you know. It could be worse. The Raiders have been piss poor our whole lives, and we've had a Super Bowl in the last five years. And I was like, you know what? You're correct. I was like, we've had success in my lifetime. I've seen a Super Bowl. I've seen all that. But at the same time, you got to fucking go the other way so we can come back because we've, we've sat around in the same fucking bullshit for five fucking years. Yep. See, now you're singing. I know you're paying all too well at this point because I lived it. The Bengals decided to do this for 14 years. Cause you remember that. Marvin Lewis Coach coached the, the Bengals yeah. for 14 years and never won a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting for me to see you sitting here. It's it's also interesting for me to be the one sitting here with the team that's in a better situation franchise-wise. But, hey, that's where we're at, and uh, we're, I'm going to go with it. By the way, episode 62 of The Far End of the Bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. You guys haven't figured it out already. But, yeah, uh, Denver, it makes that was be- – that was, we, were, we both said last week, you can't lose to a – a, a team that lost their new, head coach on Monday. Coach caller, like shit. A special teams coach gets his first win in the NFL against you at home. At, at home. home with a, with a with a double digit loss. Like it's 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 as as bad as you can get. And this would hurt more if the Avs and the Broncos, or sorry, the Avs and Nuggets weren't playing right now. Honestly, yeah, I have stuff to get me through football season. Because <laughs> you know what, my team will suck every Sunday. But you know that's only one day a week. Yeah, I can watch the Avs and Nuggets every other day of the week and be That's happy. True. That's true. There's joy. There's joy, Jimmy. It sucks. My football team sucks, but there's joy in the city. I it's t- not like there's no hope. I tweeted it out from our uh, Twitter today, at F-E-O-T-B Pod. If you don't follow, you guys should. Uh, that page is growing really quickly. But I tweeted it out, and I was like, you know, at this point, the, uh, the, the Broncos, it's just a situation to where if your team isn't going well, like isn't doing well in the NFL, it's NBA season. 
That's why MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, promo code BENCH, is here to help because uh, they have a promotion going right now. I know you took it. I took it. I got Bree to take it. Everybody, I'm going to get everybody to take this deal. If anybody scores in next Friday's game, the Nuggets versus Mavericks, it's plus 100 odds. So you can only bet 25 bucks, but you'll win a free 25 bucks if anybody and, scores. And it's not like this is like, well, uh, such and such just score a single point where there's a slight chance. It's never in NBA history. Look, there was there was some there was some fucking garbage garbage like garbage disposal men playing against Wilt Chamberlain at times where teams didn't really put up forty points a game. Yeah. But we're, that's still some points. It's not going to be zero zero. So be sure to check that out um, <clears throat> and get in on the action. My bookie, we love having them as a sponsor. They've been great. Uh, you'll hear a little bit more about my bookie coming up later on in the episode. Now let's get into uh, a little bit of a recap. And we got to talk about the MLB playoffs because as quickly as they got here, they're flying by. It's insane how quickly we've gotten to both championship series. But uh, in the AL, the Trastros and the Red Sox are tied at a game each. They're actually playing right now. I'm pretty sure um, the Red Sox are killing them too. Yeah, I'm gonna pull. I'm getting it pulled that, up here. It's, it's the series of who do I hate less? Do I want to see Boston or do I want to see Houston? Bottom of the fifth, Boston's up 9-3 at the moment. Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure Schwarber had his second grand slam of the series in two straight games. Uh, yeah, so this is the this series has been – I've been watching a little bit because Sunday Night Football game was absolutely terrible, so I watched the baseball game instead. And it's this Red Sox team, like, I love – like. I like underdog stories. Kike Hernandez and Schwarber were two guys that kind of got thrown to the side by two, by two teams that didn't think they were useful. And yeah. it, it's the land of Misfit Toys, and those are the two hottest players in baseball right now. And I don't like rooting for Boston. I never do. And I don't like rooting for the Astros for whatever reason because, like, it, it's just – I. It, it's who do I want to see face the Braves on the other side to me? <laughs> well, yeah, in the NL series, the Braves are leading the Dodgers 2-0. I think, honestly, no I, this... I think that there's some weird voodoo magic going on right now because uh, I, I am seeing in my head the Braves are trying to get the monkey off the city's back from that 28-3 loss in the Super Bowl. We talked about it. Atlanta's been down bad since that. Down very bad. Very, very bad. It has not been hot Atlanta in a second. I think the Braves are trying to make up for it this season. It's, I think that they have that on their side. It's the revenge series. It's mm-hmm. Jock Pearson against his Dodgers who left him to the side. It really that's, And that's how he's taking it. He's taking it personally. The motherfucker has a home run per game. He, I'm pretty sure in two games as far he's homered both. Yeah. I think he's homered twice in game two or might have been game one. I'm not sure. But it's just like it, he he just on a different level. And you got to remember, this team doesn't have Acuna. This, this team is on the backs of good pitching and, and Freddie Freeman and, and uh, Jock Peterson. Yeah, they're held together by bubblegum at this point. Imagine how – I think that this would be – I think that they might sweep at, at this point. I know I just jinxed it, so I apologize if you're in, living in Atlanta and you're listening. I, I know I suck. Uh, but I think that – if Acuna was there, we would be talking about the Braves in a much more because because right now we're I think we both are on the same page. The Dodgers could come back and win this thing. It's two zero. It's not three zero. And, and, and the, even if it was three zero, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. And the Braves have one on two walkoffs. So that, all that says to me is Kenley Jansen hasn't done his job. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has done their job. Get the game tied. Get the game to close. And you're pitching at the at the back of the bullpen. Just ain't it. And that's where. 
that's where uh, Dave Ro- or Dave Roberts has to make the decision. Well, do you just throw one of your starters as the closer for the pl- postseason? Because you cannot have a guy give up two walkoffs mm-hmm. and back to back playoff games and think you're going to win a World Series. Like it's just a completely different story. And this, uh, it's it's just painful. Like the. It's literally three teams I could care less about, and the Braves are just there. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know what? I don't really care about you. Dion played for you, right? Yeah, I, I don't Prime really. Time? Like, I guess I'll root for you because I hate everyone else, and, and I'm just, <laughs> fuck, I guess go Braves. But shit. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's literally like, well, I'm not rooting for the Dodgers. I'm not rooting for the Astros. Have I'm you not- watched a ton of the, uh, be honest, have you watched a ton of the MLB postseason? I, I've watched, like, highlights, and the Sunday game I watched because I was not fucking watching football, uh, that, that shit game. The shit, shit so you watched game. last night's game so I watched start last to finish? Night's game, and okay. then I, and I watched, I've watched highlights. Like, I've watched, I watched the homers and the walk-offs. Obviously, it's, it takes forever, and, and good luck but, yeah, but, staying up through an entire baseball game. And that's – I don't know. I really – the way – I think they need to cut down game games on the schedule in the MLB anyways, but – That's without question. question. But right now, you're going up against the NFL. I mean, hockey's on ESPN now. Basketball is going to start soon. Nobody's going to give a fuck about the World Series. Like I said, if it's it's, fucking Dodgers or Dodgers and uh, Red Sox. If it's not the Dodgers, ESPN is going to just say, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. We're throwing basketball and hockey on TV. (laughs) We don't care about what they're basing. What do you think they want more, though? Do you think they They want want Dodgers, Astros? Yeah, I was going to say. 100%. Because I mean, Boston, Boston, LA is a big cities, big market matchups. Yeah. But Dodgers, Astros yeah. has the fireworks. We've already seen the fireworks of Red Sox and, and Astros. <laughs> the, the 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 all the Red Sox fans have have been booing the shit out of the Astros for game in game three and probably game four as well. Mm-hmm. And imagine what that would be in in, in LA. Like that's what they're hoping for. That's yeah. that's what's best for baseball. If you want any sort of ratings, considering what you have going against you right now. I thought you were gonna go Triple H on me and go. That's what's best for business, but you you decided to retract it. You're getting out of your WWE nerd. That's okay. Um, no, I think right now, you know, I, the MLB is. Oh, eh. It's like it's, it's on. It's, it's there. The, it's like you know what? If the game's close, the end of the game, uh, and, and I got nothing else to throw on, I'll throw the last love, couple yeah. innings on. I would love. I love watching baseball from the seventh inning on. Yeah, but if first I watch first through something, first through six, I'm like, oh, I'm done. Can I take a nap and you can wake me up when the seventh inning starts? Uh, except for when I saw Scherzer pull that uh, just his Yarbrough bag out in the in the second inning oh, of that shit. first playoff game. But no, it's been great. Games have been competitive, and uh, we'll see. Maybe the Astros can claw their way back. They got plenty of time. They still four innings left. But uh, the Red Sox look like they're about to take a lead in that series, which is which I would prefer. It's like I said, lesser of two evils. I would prefer lesser of two evils and have Braves Red Sox and Braves beat the Red Sox because I don't want to see Houston there. I don't want to see LA there. But if I'm gonna watch it, because I'm sure as hell I'm not watching a Braves Red Sox World Series, you shouldn't be. I'll watch a Dodgers Astros World yeah. Series, but yeah. but I'm hoping that I don't get that. Watching Dodgers Astros just to see the brawls and see how many batters how, how get many hit. batters get hit and how many bench clearing fights we're gonna see. I I don't think Trevor Bauer should ever be welcomed back. But if anything, like if he were to come back, I wish he would come back for that series because I just want to see how many guys he would plunk. Yeah. And then I want to see the fight because I think Trevor Bauer would get his ass kicked. I I don't think unless you're against, oh, against, unless you're a woman against five, I don't against five foot eight Altuve. <laughs> It could be interesting. <laughs> I, unless you're a woman, I don't think that uh, I don't think Trevor Bauer is doing much to you. But uh, 
No, I think right now it'll be interesting to see who ends up in the World Series. Uh, let's talk about the Avalanche. Let, let's start with the season opener. We'll talk about uh, we were there both there Saturday night, which was a lot of fun. I for my first game, and I can't remember how long, um, and, and it was a great time. But we'll start with the season opener. First, I want to start with Darcy Kemper because, honestly, I was not sure what we were going to see out of him. And that game one, he made some some huge saves. He He's huge. He's 6'5". He's a big, a big, big man. Uh, no, I think from what I've seen, I love the size upgrade. You can tell there's a difference on the back end. They're hitting people. McCarr laid somebody out on, on opening night. McDermott, EJ, fuck. How good is it to see EJ back on the ice? God, damn, that is so defense. That is how you play ho- defensive hockey, and, and EJ is doing doing great. Um, and we're doing this all without Mac. I mean, the first game won pretty fairly easily. I won. Easy. It, it was clear that that Chicago wasn't ready to play, hmm. and it was clear St. Louis was. <laughs> well, Flurry, talk about a what the okay. fuck moment. You guys don't. Not give up shots? Like, you guys don't block the puck like Vegas? Chicago, oh, shit. Chicago brings in Seth Jones and thinks, oh, problem solved. <laughs> Here, Here's your great Seth defenseman. Seth Jones flirt. did jack shit. And Seth Jones was going against our second pairing in Bowen Byram and Eric Johnson. He wasn't even going against Gerard and McCarr. And he couldn't do anything. But Flurry, he was getting pelted. He's, give credit to him. I, we ended up pushing because we had that little rivalry six, we, yeah, yeah, we, rivalry we going. It was over under six, and it hit six. six so uh, we pushed on that. But Flurry, Flurry did uh, <clears throat> sharpen up, and he was able to kind of get back in his game. Do we need let's, – let's be honest here because we've been able to see it without McKinnon. It's been fine. But we need – we need Mac. We need everybody to come back and start getting into a rhythm. One and one through the first two games of the season isn't panic mode by any means. It's an 82-game stretch. But there is there are some things that they still need to work on. They're not 100% there yet. I'll tell you the one thing you need to work on is have some fucking legs that can last a full 82-game season. How about that? <laughs> just, just health? Because <laughs> I, I, I looked at this season and I was like, you know what? The Avs – Lost some good pieces. There's no doubt about that. Losing Saad obviously hurt. Losing Donald Scott hurt all of us also. But you look around the league, a lot of teams lost players. It's yeah. not as though ever, anyone really gained a huge piece. And I look at it as, you know what, the Avs have two players that are huge factors that didn't even play in the second round of playoffs. Eric Johnson, and yes, Kadri wasn't even there too. Mm-hmm. There's two guys that, that are, are an addition to the team that you already had that is very good, and I think those are huge additions. Yep. And the Kemper, shout out, tell it as it is for that for for that nickname. Like it's it's, the dude is has a defense in front of him, and he's like, man, I don't have to see as many shots. This is this is wild. I think he wants to play harder for the guys in front of him too, because when he was in, we all know when he was in Phoenix, it yeah, was just it was, it was like, uh, get I'm down, paid. get down, get down. I'm no, getting he was the getting bag, shelled. Yeah. Uh, but now he's like, you know, these guys are trying to keep him off me. <clears throat> and they're getting done what they need to. I think we – Kadri has this really bad habit where he likes to shoot from the blue line and get his shot blocked, and it pisses me off every time he does it. Uh, but let's talk about Saturday night, uh, and they honored, to begin with, Pierre Lacroix 
you were actually with Scott Parker, former Stanley Cup champion with the Avalanche, and also played with the San Jose Sharks, big time enforcer. Uh, one of the one of the baddest guys Probably ever one of the ever laced top, up. Easy top three enforcer of all time. If Used to wrap his hands in chains and go punch and oak when trees. When I kid you not, his fists like I think I have like thick hands, but like like his fists are like quadruple the size i put on his stanley cup ring yeah that shit was too small on him and it still was like what like three sizes four sizes bigger than my finger could even touch yeah like so, i put it on my i could put it on my thumb and still have room it, it was a great moment uh they had a nice video montage and then joe sackick said great has some great words his son uh eric lacroix who actually played for the avalanche back in the early 2000s had a very nice speech um, and it was unfortunate because he was such a big part of the community, and he he is the reason why the Avalanche were able to get to where they are right now because he laid the foundation for Sackick when Sackick took over as GM. He put that same foundation in place, and now we're seeing the benefits of that. And Pierre Lacroix passing last in, in December, or, yeah, last December in late 2020, it was a blow to the to the community. There's there, there there's no Patrick Wall. There's there's no uh, there's there's no uh, Peter Forsberg, mm-hmm. there, there's there's no Ray Bork, there's none of that without Pierre Lacroix. Like he, like this this city, it's it's one of the weird what, things you very very rarely ever see in sports, where a team moves cities and that team that team wins wins a championship, whatever whatever sport it may be. Like it's one of the weirdest things to do. But Pierre saw what the possibility and the fact that this city had never had a sports championship before that in 96 you come in first year in and do that there's a reason why hockey is still big in the city i would not say obviously as big as some of the other sports but there's a reason why there's still a cult falling in hockey oh hockey or avalanche fans and we can speak to this because we were just there ball arena was rocking it was it was intense i had my fair share of blues fans sitting around me i am the wrong person to have blues fans around me, but you know that's neither here nor there. Uh, but the every time we the cadre fight to kick it off, I told against Shen, I, I texted you. I was like, I totally forgot about that whole. I shit. did, yeah, I did I too. Did, because I, like, I, like, I hadn't seen cadre. I was like, oh, that makes sense. We didn't see cadre for two weeks after after that hit on Falk. Uh, and I kind of I chir- I gave Falk a little bit for that hit too. I was like, oh, you pansy, you have your head on a swivel. Cadre's not even that big. Uh, uh, but that was intense, and then the goals, they came quick and often. I took the under in that game. I uh, suck in, in that regard, but Kemper struggled a little bit. Obviously, we were banged up. We were out without Jack Johnson on the back end, who had a huge impact in game one. No I'm not, Landy because no of Landy. Yep, no because McKinnon. Who's- by the way, of course the NHL would take that boarding seriously. And Kirby Doc got up and finished the game. He yeah, didn't take him out. It's... It was handled correctly in the game. It was Landis Cog got kicked out, which he should have been, and then they assessed the ma- the minor penalty and got on with it. That was all that it needed. It was trying to send a message for the season. It's because it was the first game, like necessarily the first two days of the season. It's about like sending a message that this shit's not going to tolerate. Yeah, that's but he's not what, even a repeat offender, and that's like one of their big things is that they suspend the repeat offenders, but the first-time guys maybe – Maybe you give him a game. Maybe you fine him a little bit. I could see him maybe getting fined. Landis Scott is one of the cleanest players. Like he fights, he gets a little bit dirty, but he no, never hurts anybody. Yeah, he's not true. Ryan Reeves pulling out guys' hair or that's anything true, like yeah. that at the bottom of the pile. So I don't know. I think that they kind of overdid it with that. Uh, I'm not going to worry too much right now. No team wants to go 82 and 0. No team is going to get close to 82 and 0. 
And it's a, it's a, very, very long season. do not want to have the best record in hockey. Well, yeah. I would still like to win the President's Trophy. I know. But I'll fuck that. I'm, I want to win both care. of them. So I if win I have the, to sacrifice one, I'll sacrifice the President's for the Stanley Cup. I, I'll, I'll win the division and not the, not the uh, um, not the President's Trophy. I'd rather have that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, before we – I didn't put this on the thing, so we're going to call an audible here. But before we move over into football – Anything you want to say about the Nuggets? Because the season kicks off this week. Bree and I will be at the well, opener on I, Friday. I'm so damn excited. I'm, I'm disappointed that I'll be in a wedding this weekend, so I won't be able to go to the first game. But there's, I have a lot more to say in our segments coming a little bit later about everything in the NBA. But this, I could not be more excited. This city, the best athlete, the best player in your city starts on Wednesday night. And McKinnon is the second best, but it's a very good second best. But you forget, no, good old MVP is back in shape, back in form. I, I Bad strength. And, and look, it's a fucking revenge game. You get Phoenix opening night. It's about sending a fucking message. These guys come in here, punk you, and, and do the Suns and Force shit. Oh, you better come out swinging. This is this is this is how you set the tone of the season. You come in like you know we're not having this shit anymore. You you guys want to fuck around, think you're all that because you made the finals off of Mickey Mouse year. Well, it's our turn now, and you it's, this is not your this is not your West. Mm. No, it'll be interesting to see how they stack up. I think they got they'll probably I think. I'm confident that they'll win games without Jamal Murray. I want to see how they stack up to the Phoenix Suns, uh, to the Lakers. I want to see how they play the top, better teams without Jamal Murray. But once Murray comes back, I think it's going to be all, all game busters you, you, from If there. Jamal Murray comes back to three-quarters of the player he was in the bubble, mm-hmm. this this team is at least Western Conference Finals bound. Yeah, so I, I think we we got some good basketball coming up. But let's uh, – we'll transition now. We'll get into our football talk. And uh, – I have one topic down because I want to see how long we'll we'll take on this one. But Iowa, talk about like a flash in the pan. We I I, so I saw old. you give me because you you watch while I record the uh, college fo- the top ten ranking show or the series that we have on our YouTube channel, which you should check out by the way. The far end of the bench, subscribe and uh, ring the notification bell. But when I said Kentucky at number five, you gave me a look. Should have given me a look when I said Iowa too. Apparently, because they came in and got. Punked yeah, by Purdue at home. At home, that's that's just tough. Not just like, get beat. Not, it would be bad enough if you just got beat. Twenty four seven. By the way, twenty four to seven. I I I overestimated the defense. Or mm. I I actually I take it back. I overestimated the offense. I know this defense, but I forgot how many points this defense gives them per per game. Like they they lead the nation. I think in takeaways right now okay. and. If it wasn't for the defense, this this offense, you see what happens when a team takes care of the ball. Like Purdue, all they did was, you know what, let's just work the clock, hold on the ball, not turn it over. And that's exactly what they did, and you win the football game. Iowa's offense was just so goddamn stagnant because they should have they should have lost games, A, where, where they should have lost to Penn State. Should have lost to Penn State where you were gifted the ball inside the other 50 because of your defense. Mm-hmm. I, like the defense carried this team. And the offense is just not a par with it. It's unfortunate because I would have loved that. They still have a chance to get in. I, I think they're they, still they no doubt still about do, that. They still do, yeah. I think you, they got to have a couple more teams lose in, in front of them. I but. think you go on and win, though. You win the Big Ten. One loss, one loss. Iowa Big Ten still wins, gets in the Final Four. Yeah, you got to hope that Purdue keeps winning. Purdue's ranked in the top 25 now, so it's not a terrible loss. It, I mean, it is a terrible loss. By the way, Purdue has the most wins 
of any un at, whenever they're unranked they have the most wins of an unranked opponent against the number one or two team in the country they have nine now against the number one or two team in the country when they came in unranked the last one i'm pretty sure was like ohio state mm-hmm. was it two years ago three years ago something like that i was i would shout out i i gotta give credit because i'm that that way uh part of my take gave it big cat gave out that stat and then they were right how ironic is that it's like the best and worst stat for the big 10 because you have the most amount of number ones or twos but they always get beat by your unranked teams so how good are you or are you just perpetually beating yourself up in this strange cycle it's it's the trap game it's it's always the oh this is the game where somebody's gonna lose to somebody they shouldn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's it it, that's that's how the big 10 goes sec you have a few of those games but usually only rivalry games that they lose not against some trash opponent where you're like well Maybe they could lose. No, it's 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 like this team should dominate this team, yeah. and they didn't. Purdue hasn't really been relevant. I I, I have they since have that, Drew Brees. Well, <laughs> they did have that. Remember that uh, terminal fan that they had that oh, Scott Van right, Pelt yeah. brought on, and the Rondale Moore. Then they beat Ohio State. That's uh, right. Yeah, as an unranked point. opponent, I think when Ohio State was one or two. So that I think that. But other than that, it has been since Drew Brees. Um, but the Big Ten gauntlet starts not this weekend, but next weekend, and I'm excited for that. That'll be when you're giving your first rankings going into that weekend. But we'll have Michigan State versus Michigan, Ohio State versus Penn State. We're about to start seeing the Big Ten separate themselves. Iowa, you know, they should be pissed off at themselves most because they have no other good teams left on their schedule. After, if they would have just taken care of business at Purdue, they could have walked to the Big Ten championship. They still probably will be the West because – they are ahead of Purdue in the standings, even though they have the head-to-head win. But Iowa had a cakewalk for the rest of the year. They yeah. played all their good, t- tough games. Which which makes me a little more confident that Iowa can still sneak in. Just like It's a loss that hurts you, but not a loss that kills you. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's a loss that you're like, fuck, this, this is going to hurt our chances. But you now... Now you go into the – if you go went out and you get to the Big Ten Championship, now you look at it as like this is a win. We win and we're in. Like well, you, you, were, you were in an opportunity where you lose and there's a shot, but now you and now it's a must-win Big Ten Championship, and then you're in. How, what's, which loss is worse? Because they, you have Ohio State sitting there with the loss at home to Oregon, who then turned around and, and had a bad loss themselves. And then you have this loss, it's Iowa. It's the Purdue one, one hundred percent, because yeah. Oregon is still is the best team in their conference. It's a trash conference, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's still the best team in your conference. So that's where I think Iowa will struggle because if you're going to go based on on uh, resume, Iowa State has the quote unquote, or Ohio State has the quote unquote better loss to Oregon at home instead yeah. of an unranked Purdue team at home as the number two team, especially considering what Ohio State's schedule has left. Yeah. How Ohio State oh, wins out. They really like it's not a guarantee that they're gonna win the rest of their games. They could it, they could honestly lose two more. I they, think Penn State can beat them. Could. I think Michigan State can beat them. I'm not gonna say Michigan's gonna beat them because it's Jim Harbaugh and it's Michigan. But Penn State, Michigan State, two games that they could lose like that. Like But it also wouldn't, you wouldn't could be see that. It go the other way. And if they win the rest all three of those games, oh, there is a guarantee they are in the final four. I said that in in that video last week. If they Tell me you wouldn't be as super confident in an Ohio State team that's going to finish the season beating Penn State in Happy Valley and then beating Michigan State to get into the Big Ten Championship because you got to win those two games to get there. You win those two games, get yourself in the Big Ten Championship. I'm putting all of my money on Ohio State to get into the playoff and then to 
go de- maybe get to the national championship. I'm not. I don't know if they're going to win. I don't think that this Ohio State team is that good to win. They could get there. They could get there. Yeah. CJ Stroud has after a tough start to the year has has start started controlling the turnovers especially and has and he has a path like I said there's a path for Ohio State it's not like the Oregon loss is that big of a loss now mm-hmm. there's a path for you to get in the final four and you just have to take care of business it's kind of funny how uh Ohio State had all the scandals with Jim Tressel paying for tattoos for his players and everything like that. The NIL comes along and they have it's almost because that's what I think Ohio State when they lost to Oregon. I think that they were distracted. They were worried about Quinn Myers making six figures on an NIL deal instead of worrying about uh, playing. And then the, the linebacker quitting in the middle of the game. Ryan Day had some cancers in his culture. Yeah. I think he's finally figured that out. He's got them either on board or gotten them out. And now we're seeing. The, the benefit that they have from that. Uh, I want to talk about Caleb Williams because the dude is a baller. Five touchdowns in his starting debut, and, and he makes this Oklahoma team 100, 110% different. It's oh, a complete 180. It's night and day. The guy, it, it's it's Jalen Hurts, and it's um, it's it's – it's Kyler Murray mm-hmm. all over again. Like it's the mobile quarterback that can sling it, but at the same time will beat you with his legs and be the fastest guy on the field. Yeah. And that's exactly what Lincoln Riley was looking for. It's a damn shame it took them this long because they 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 play they they've been in games that they shouldn't. There's the other team has no business being there, mm-hmm. and that's why they dropped. What was it six as low as yeah, low six? I think six was their lowest. Yeah. And and now getting up to the top four again, like oh, Oklahoma. You think different offense Caleb Williams obviously teams have schemed for Spencer Rattler and the turnover is that bad and Caleb Williams is kind of a honeymoon stage because obviously there's not a whole lot of film but now there is so it's gonna that's gonna be where it gets interesting for them but shit Caleb Williams is a if he had played the whole season Caleb Williams at this rate would have been a Heisman finalist yeah I uh, it's gonna be interesting. I don't think he's gonna struggle in the Big Twelve. Everybody knows Big Twelve doesn't play defense. Oklahoma State might give him uh, some issues. Honestly, my pre- my prediction for the rest of this Oklahoma season, Caleb Williams is gonna be playing very well. They're gonna get to either Baylor or they're gonna get to Oklahoma State. They're gonna be down and they're gonna call for Spencer Rattler, and he's gonna come in. He's gonna win them the game. I just have that feeling. It, that like it, I've seen it happen in my head before, so I have that feeling that it might happen, but. Right now, I don't think Caleb Williams is going to struggle with anybody else in the conference. But when he gets to the playoff, like, Caleb Williams, it's fun. It's kind of like, it's exactly like Kyler Murray. It was fun to watch Kyler Murray play against the Big 12. It was even kind of fun to see him play against the Big 10. When he played against the ACC, I was like, God, don't hurt him. Don't touch him. Don't Don't touch the little guy. Gosh, ease up. Yeah, it's uh, Rattler (laughs) has entered the transfer portal already. (laughs) The motherfucker. This Caleb Williams team next year, 100%. And Rattler is going to find himself on some trash school and probably one of the power fives. And we're going to be having this conversation next year where, well, he's going to be the quarterback of Miami. Miami or some um, – is Derek King a senior? Derek King's a senior, oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. My, it's going to be Miami. I feel like that would be a match made in heaven. Oh, uh, exactly. And we're going to get some uh, a new seventh floor crew. I'm sure he's going to resurrect that. And uh, we'll, Greg Olson will have to go and apologize on TV again. Um, is there anything – The other thing I want to talk about in college football was the news that came out Sunday with Ogeron stepping down oh, yeah. at the end of the year. I – Look, the guy is 17 games removed from from a national championship, and I think this is a little too soon. But it makes me think that there's things in the works. One of the rumors 
as a good old motherfucker in Michigan that has known to jump ship on, on schools and to go for bigger and brighter pastures, and that's Mel Tucker. LSU apparently is very, very interested in Mel Tucker, which I don't I mean, I guess why not? And if you're Mel Tucker, go to LSU where you're in the SEC and you go to a place where you can be you can be the top team in the country when you're in the Big Ten behind normally Ohio State and Michigan. You're seen as a little brother there. Go to LSU who's coming off two years removed from national championship could be interesting. I don't I don't know. I Mel Tucker just got the program to where he wants it. I don't know if he wants to. CU, I hate to tell you that. CU is the exact same way. (laughs) CU is not where Michigan State is. CU was a top 25 team at one point. Michigan State, I think Michigan State has the chance, with the way their schedule is, they have the chance to be top two by the end of the season. I I agree with that. CU is never that good. I, I agree with that, but at the same time, LSU could be top one. You could be the top dog in arguably the best conference in football. Ed Ogeron, he lost his job because he's not a good recruiter. He got Joe Burrow, and I'm I'm very so glad he got Justin Jefferson. Well, and he didn't other, recruit those guys. Those guys were there. He recruited Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow became the quarterback in Ed Ogeron's first year when he took over after his interim stint. You should be able to attract the best players to LSU. Everybody wants to go play in Death Valley. You have Louisiana, you have Alabama, you have Florida, you have Georgia, all within like eight hours of you. It's a three-hour plane ride anywhere you want to go to watch the best players, high school players in the country. My dad and I talk about this all the time. You should be able to recruit to LSU, and they haven't been able to. After that great class that they had in 2019, and my God, I'm going to die on that hill. They are the best college football team in history. I think that 2019 LSU team is the best college football team in history, but they have not been able to sustain it, and their recruiting has dropped off. They're getting beat up front, and Ed Ogeron's an offensive line guy. I honestly, I think that this is a good move. I think that I'm I'm standing by the institution. I love Ed O. I love Coach O. Go Tigers and everything like that. But the Tigers need to move on. Then, then why would you not? Then why would Mel Tucker not even consider that for the exact thing you just said? Three hours away, you have all the top recruits in the country. Look, the it, it's not Chicago in, in that area, Illinois area has good athletes. There's no doubt about that. But you go down south where there's a certain territory that's yours. No, look, Michigan State has has had good talent, yeah. but you're in Michigan and Ohio State territory. Like that, that's that's. And, and the only territory you go to LSU with is Alabama territory, and you can split that in half because you can take Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're, you're not even the top, quote-unquote, place to go in Michigan. You can be the top place to go in Louisiana, which is one of the hot spots for football, and then also take Texas with you, which isn't that far away either. Yeah. That's no. what I'm saying. Like, like I hope for it because all the Michigan State fans pissed me off when they fucking took Mel Tucker, and I'm and I hope he jumps ship again because because I, I think there's a good shot of this happening. And if you're Mel Tucker, you you built Michigan State up, but why the hell would you not go to the SEC and be one at one of the top dogs in the in the country? Because. Michigan State has to play Ohio State, has to play Michigan, has to play all these teams that they have to compete against already in against recruiting and then also on their schedule where LSU doesn't have to face Alabama necessarily to the end of the year or in the, in the SEC championship. Uh, yeah, I just – when he was going to Michigan State, that was like the – everybody said, or at least I read a whole bunch of articles that said – that was the only job he would have left CU for was the Michigan State job for some reason. He must be an alumni. I don't know. But he had some allegiance to Michigan State. He might have some allegiance to LSU, and I think that would be a very 
wanted, sought after job, honestly, you know who they should hire is Joe Brady. If he doesn't, I, I think Joe Brady's going to get a head head job. I think that you should be hoping for Joe Brady uh, uh, as, a couple names as your head coach. List. But uh, I think that there's better names that they could look for than Mel Tucker. Yeah, I, because honest, I don't know what Michigan State did to get that good. Maybe Mel Tucker built a good staff up there. But I don't think Mel Tucker's a great coach. I think that you I that's agree. like a linear I move. Yeah. I don't think that you would go Ed O to Mel Tucker. You should want to go Ed O to somebody that's going to be better. Honestly, fickle. Change. Yeah. Fuck. If anything, look, I, I said this already. Fickle's not leaving Cincinnati unless he goes to USC. Because he was at, he was coach or, or Bond or whatever, the athletic director at USC was the guy who hired him at Cincinnati. Hmm. And Cincinnati moving to the Big Twelve in two years, like they can run, they're going to run that conference. Yeah. Fickle only leaves the only leaves Cincinnati if he goes to USC. Uh, let's transition to some NFL football, and uh, we're we we might trail off here and there because we are watching Monday Night Football. It's a good game. I have eighty bucks on the line. If the Bills win by seven to twelve, I win eighty bucks. But uh, we are we got to talk about some of the NFL stuff. We already touched on the Broncos. Uh, but let's go ahead. Give us your your wants for a head coach because, and and do you think that they fire Fangio this week? No, or? you can't. First of all, because it's a short week. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And, I didn't and, think about you that. You can't do that on a short week. And two, I I have realized you can't fire Fangio because there's no one else on the staff that is worthy of taking the head coaching job. Let's see. Shermer is oh, god awful. I think that should, would be even worse. They should fire Shermer right after they fire Fangio. Like I, 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 I couldn't even tell you who the defensive coordinator's name is. And and you're just is it, is it Donatel? I think it might be Donatel. Yeah. But there's not a coach on this staff that that, that could you could confidently put in there and be like, well, this guy can take over. No, there's not. So you have to ride the fucking wave. Let's, you could put the the O line coach. Who's the O line coach? I, I'm sorry, like I love O line, but he can like unless you're I guess the goddamn special teams guy in, in Oakland position coaches like unless you're the quarterbacks coach or or one of the skill positions on offense cannot should be the one calling plays right away. It would take time for the the O line coach necessarily to call plays. I that's been done before. I I know what you're gonna say. I can but, call plays. I know I can read plays and coverages. There's offensive linemen that could do it. Are do we want to? Probably not. Like We're fat and lazy. I get it. it it's I, I see this team like, man, there's talent. George Payton, this has got to be the biggest letdown Payton's ever seen. You did all of this to help that defense. Wait a second. He paid $84 million for Kirk Cousins. Just listen to me. We're not even talking about Minnesota. No, I'm Plus just saying. That the was... assistant general manager, so okay. it wasn't him okay. also. So George Payton brought in. Brought in Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, drafted firsthand. You 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 paid all his money in your defense, and Fangio, who is a defensive head coach, can't get this team to hold a Raiders team under third under uh, who let they let up thirty four points. That's the biggest fuck that. Like the offense, I can deal with because the offense still put up twenty plus points. Hmm. You should be within a one score one possession game at that point if your defense is that good. Like then and this defense. And the the it's not just the defensive calls. You break some coaches. I said the last three weeks. Some coaches are good coordinators, but they should never have the headset as the head coach ever. It's it, it's it's just in the blood. Like there's there's coaches where you, there's a reason why Spangio has been in the fucking league for fifty years, and this is his first head coaching job. Because mm-hmm. obviously this clicks somewhere down the road, and 
when I look at what this team needs, I was I was a component of let Teddy Bridgewater play because he's the best. He's playing the best right now, yeah. and I agree. Teddy Bridgewater is going to win this team football games. He's going to get killed doing gonna it. Going to get buddy. killed doing it. Getting hit 17 times. Jesus Christ, man. And apparently 72 decided to rub off on Noah Fan, the Iowa tight end, forgot how to block. Oh, like, he and, does it. He never knew how to block. And, and it's – it's. I'm in a point where, I, I like I said in the center attention, you tank and see what you have from Drew Locke. You mm-hmm. do. It's 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 not a matter of we win football games. You're three and three. Look what you have on the rest of your schedule. This schedule isn't as easy as we thought. It isn't. You played the only winnable games I see left on the schedule are Eagles and the Lions. You can argue maybe Washington, maybe in two weeks. You can argue maybe the Bengals if the coaching job over there for you isn't the greatest. Those are the games where you're like, well, maybe if this D team decides Taylor, to show up. Yeah, Zach Taylor could could blow it in that those, one. Those are the only, the only four games where like, well, there's two games I get confidence in because the Lions fucking suck and the Eagles, I don't know what the hell they're doing. And and the rest of your schedule, you're going to get your ass kicked. It's, it's, as, it's as low as getting kicked that bad at home on Shanahan night where Kyle Shanahan is fucking in the building and the motherfucker who went to school where you and I went to high school, Cherry Creek High School, the motherfucker is there, and Shanahan, who had only lost the Raiders five times mm-hmm. in his whole entire Broncos career, five times, 21 years, by the way, in a Broncos organization, only five times, and you get blown out that bad. Like, there's – it was it – was t- like, I, I'm one of those people that want to stick around till till the game's fucking without a range. And, and I – at the end of the third quarter, I was sitting there like, I can't stand this. I've I never seen a mass exodus like that at Mile High. I could not sit there and be like, man, we, we you first of all challenged two plays. I don't know whoever the review guy is. It wasn't. The, uh, that was. Whoever it was. It was Fangio being. They were said it on the broadcast. They were like, Fangio's just frustrated that they haven't been able to do anything. So he's throwing challenge flags now. And I went. What? Like, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I Excuse guess. me. Excuse me. You they get, also said he was in their media meeting. He, he was quoted as saying, yeah, the team just lost their confidence and it's going to take some time to get it back. How long? Because we don't have a whole what lot the, of time. What the fuck else is it's your job description? Three weeks. You're the head coach. Your job description is to make sure the team is ready to go. Yes. I'm not even a Broncos fan. I'm fired up about it because I, God damn it, I want to watch good football every week. Exactly. And like, that's not good football. That oh, was terrible. That oh, was it's, it's, that was an excuse for football. You are better than the worst teams in the league. You're better than Jacksonville. You're better than the Jets, and you're better than the Giants. Houston. And better than Houston, and that's about it. Because at this point, like I said, you throw Drew Locke in there, see what he has. He, if he hasn't got the guts, if, he, if he's going to throw out the same shit we've seen the last two years, you get rid of him right away. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is not a matter of fact of win now mode. This is a matter of fact of decide what you, who, who wants to be here and who's going who's gonna to fucking stick through this. You look at the young dogs. You look. This offense should be centered around Judy, Sutton, and fucking Javante Williams. And next year, you bring Teddy Bridgewater back on a, on a small two-year deal, and you draft the quarterback mm-hmm. and you have that quarterback sit on a bridgewater until he's ready because then your defense you you bring chubb back and you have all the young guys you get rid of callahan you get rid of fuller you get rid of k jack you keep simmons and you keep bradley you keep a few guys and you find a goddamn inside linebacker too that can stay healthy like there's you you gotta decide 
Like I said, you have to fucking buy into the fucking rebuild. We cannot do this five years in a row where we're a, medi- where we're a mediocre team. Well, we're not the fucking Jets. I don't care. Be the Jets for two years, and then let's get back to where we should be. People forget how bad we were before we drafted Tebow. Yep, I'm bringing that name up. We drafted number two overall, and we took Vaughn Miller, and look how that ended up. Yeah. You fucking lose football games. doesn't have to be for a quarterback. You get a top five pick in the draft. It it gets you somewhere. It gets you a playmaker. And I see playmakers on this team. I do. There are fucking dogs all throughout this team. But until you find a guy who can call plays with a little set of fucking balls and you find a guy who wants to sling the ball and, and do whatever it takes to beat the quarterbacks of your division, this team is going to be the worst team in the division for the next five years. They need an owner as well. We didn't even That's, mention yes. that. You start, it owner, starts with that. You need an owner so that you can stand up for the players, and also you need an owner to set the culture. Since Mr. B's died and since Mr. B has been uh, – the team has been under the trust that they set up, it's been a totally – this is not the Broncos team that we grew up with. This is not the Broncos culture that we grew up with. And like I said, I've, I've lived here my whole life. You've lived here your whole life. You, we've watched Broncos games. I've never seen people run to the, to the exits as quickly that as bad. they we, we, and, and that's saying something because, like I said, with fucking Tebow, There's been some, people yeah. sat in their seats because, like, you know what, he's going to do something, something stupid at the end of the game. Right. Like, even with Kyle Orton and fucking Phil Simms or Chris, whoever, Chris Jay Sims, Cutler, Chris Sims, Jay Cutler. Yeah. Like, people will sit Jake there and be Plummer. like, well, maybe this team can – Jake Plummer, like, Maybe this team could fucking find a way to come back. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this one a a single touch a, a single touchdown lead seems insurmountable. Like, and 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 I'm sorry to backtrack. You you asked me who who are, who's my list of candidates I want. I'll give you a list. I want I want Kellen Moore. I want Byron Leftwich. I want Bienemy, or I want Joe Brady. There's my list. I want one of those four guys. I want a young. BNB is the one outlier, but I want a young fucking hungry kid. It uh, doesn't matter how it may be. I want a young guy who's looking ready to rumble. Maybe we'll see another Josh McDaniels 2.0. But that's what that's what this team is so worried about redoing. But fuck it. I want to try something else, and I want to bring a young quarterback in like Matt Corral, like Matt, Matt Malik Willis, and see what we got because I'm sick and tired of seeing an immo- immovable quarterback. And Teddy Bridgewater has slugged the ball around like no other, but immovable quarterback at bolstered 17 times per game behind an O-line that doesn't know how to fucking run protect or 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 or, or pass block. And mm. like I said, there's dogs on this team. I love and I enjoy the fuck out of watching Javante play. I love watching Corlin absolutely dominate the game. Yep. Getting Judy back in two weeks is going to be huge. But until you figure out a coordinator that's going to that's gonna run an offense that's doable, we're going to be sitting here come – but I, I, I want to see this team end up as a 5-12 and 12 team. So that way we end up with a top 10 pick, and you sit here and you're like, you know what, get rid of the coaching staff. You've had your chance. Get rid of Drew Locke. You've had your chance. And you find a quarterback in the draft. You let him sit behind Teddy, and you fucking try to, re- try to get this thing back on track for the next two years. Like I said in the center of attention, the Alves and the Nuggets did it. Mm-hmm. It sucked. It sucked. Well, it sucked going to Ball Arena watching those piss two <laughs> those two teams piss poor every single night. Yeah. It sucked. It was a rough. Rough. It was dead. But you know arena. what we're now? It's must watch TV whoever's playing every single night. Yeah. It's the most happening place in Denver every single week. And I know the Broncos have more people that show up, but people who watch the Nuggets and Avs right now are hyped. I I'll add another team to that list who's done it. 
And that we can transition now. The Bengals did it. The Bengals sucked for two years. We all know that they they tanked for Burrow and they got him. And I, and God, I, he's my. It's he's not my, like we have a Joe Burrow to fucking take for. At well, least. I know, I know that you timed it perfectly. We did, we did. Um, and you know, maybe Mike Brown's a lot smarter than I think. But now we're at the point. Like I'm not. I have in my notes. I'm not going to call the Bengals good. I don't think I'm ready to call them good. I think I need to make sure that Zach Taylor, he's done enough to where he hasn't job. He hasn't like lost them too many. They, I think he lost them the Green Bay game, but he hasn't lost them any other games, and they're playing well against everybody. They have not been out of it in a single game yet, and last year they were getting blown out, and two years ago they were just getting dog washed. Like I didn't even have to turn the game on. I'd just be able, okay, who we lose to this week? But they're in a point now where – they're like frisky. They're frisky, and they can beat anybody. The Urban Meyer type of frisky. Yeah, and a little bit. Look at look at the differences between the two, especially the fan bases. Broncos fans, every single jersey is either eighteen or fifty-eight. You go to a fucking Bengals game, it's number nine or number one. Mm-hmm. There's there's the diff, there's there's belief that it's it's not just a a oh we got a dog like it's belief. And you have belief from a fan base. On top of that, you have belief in in, in a young guy just to fucking sling it. That it adds to that. There's a reason for that. It worked out perfectly because the Bengals were like, "Just trust us," and we were all like, "No, we don't. <laughs> we never have." And they were like, "Come on, really? Come on, just trust us." And they took Joe. They took Jamar Chase. It's all working out. Jamar Chase, five, four receptions for 96 yards. I'd say that works out pretty well. I'd take that from my number five overall pick. You'll take odds on right now, rookie of the year offensively. Uh, Odds on. I'd love the meme going around, by the way. Offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase. Most offensive coach of the year, uh, John Gruden. I think that was hilarious. Um, No, and by the way, just got to throw this out there because I don't know when I'm ever going to be able to say it again. The Cincinnati Bengals are the sole number two in the NFC North. You're going to be able to say that for a few more weeks. Maybe not this no, week. No, no, no. This week is over because we go to Baltimore, remember? <laughs> That's, true. That's true. And the Ravens look angry. Jesus Christ, they look pissed off. They, they don't look happy, off. and the Bengals never play the Ravens Oh, the well. Chargers look like their little stepchild. Baltimore came in with attitude. Uh, Lamar. I got shit for saying Lamar's a top five quarterback, and who the fuck do you think I do you are if you don't think Lamar's a top five he, quarterback? He is. Motherfucker. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He's he's a, he's, oh, he's, he's the most gifted dude. player that I think he's the most gifted player I've been able to watch play because I didn't get to see Bo Jackson play and I didn't get to really see Dion play. This is the most talented, he's the most gifted football player. Yes. not just not just quarterback. And I football I didn't really player. pay attention when Mike Vick was playing, but I know that his 2004 season was insane. But this is like. I mean, he's done it to the Bengals. That's like a, a famous highlight where he's running the, down the middle of the Bengals field and the linebacker's coming up on his right behind him and he spins and the linebacker just tackles a ghost. And then he runs into the end zone. It's insane how what he's able to do. Um, the Jaguars, first win in 25 you, games. T- the Dolphins suck. Yeah? I told you. The, I said there's no way Miami wins this. Brian Flores also that was a terrible coaching job. Oh my god, that it was, wasn't good. All oh, that all was around. not good at all. That was. Uh, there's a reason why they put that at eight a.m. <laughs> there's a reason why they sent those two teams to London because I couldn't give a two rats ass. Oh, what? What's the early sleep? Oh, it's a fucking Jackson Dolphins. Nope, going back to bed. Good night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm done with Miami. I, I tried to be nice to them this season. Fuck that. 
I hope that the at this point, I hope that the Cardinals go 17 and 0, so that those old assholes in Miami don't get to pop their champagne this year for the 72 team. And I hope that I, I, let's just be honest with ourselves, because you gave me a lot of you're like you're being too hard on Tua last year. Yeah, Tua's not the guy. It's, yeah, not the guy in Miami at least. I think he maybe can be the guy somewhere else, but he ain't the guy there. Yeah, it's, and they they don't trust him. Like they really, if they trusted him, why would they be risking themselves on a quarterback who has twenty four sexual assault allegations? It's right not now? necessarily like it's 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 not that Tua the the that Tua is bad. I think it's a it's a, it's a lack of trust, like you said. I I don't think it's that he doesn't like. He is not capable. I think he's very capable. I still think he's very capable. We've seen what he's done when he's capable. He's got to have a coach that's behind you. You've got to have a coach that's behind you. You have to have an organization behind you. If you have the Sean Watson rumors going all the way into the regular season, that eats on you. It yeah. does. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it, it weighs on you. People want to say, no, it doesn't. Like, you just got to go out there and play football. It does. What? When your own organization is actively trying to find a, another guy to step in because they trust that that guy can win football games right away, that eats on you. Well, they don't even like they don't even put him in a good. They don't run an offense that is catered to his skill set. They don't put him in situations to succeed. They got him an explosive receiver, and they're not doing jack shit with him. Waddle is Waddle when he's a when he's used correctly. Waddle is fucking unbelievable. Oh yeah, Jalen Waddle is this year's CD Lamb, and CD Lamb had just dropped his balls out yesterday and won that game in overtime in in Dallas, but. That those two are explosive and they're good, but you got to be putting them in the right situations, and they're not doing that. Not. Like, just go watch the Alabama film and incorporate some of those concepts. I know that this is the NFL and it's not college, and oh, Joe Brady is the fucking offensive coordinator, and Joe Brady runs an air raid offense. Like, it's you, you, you got to figure if you're a Dolphins, Flores, you got you to sit down to him and be like, you know what? I know all the rumors are coming at you, but I need, I believe in you. I don't care what Percent does behind you. This is your job. This is your team. You need to figure it out. We need to build this offense around you because mm-hmm. he, he's running an offense that's not built for him and running an offense. That is catered to to fucking Ryan Tannehill for being honest. Like it's it's you're, you you got to search when you have a quarterback that's talented, have an arm like Tua who can also run. You got to center it around him, and you're mm. not doing that. No, they're not doing that. It's it's kind of frustrating to watch, but honestly, I don't really care about Miami. So uh, I, at this point, I'll just let it play out. Um, last game where I want to talk about, and then we'll uh, get into most dominant team of the week and get into our our message from my bookie, but uh, Sunday night football just wanted to give an update. There was a scary moment in the fourth quarter. Darrell Taylor suffered a neck injury and was carted off the field. Uh, they reported last night that he was able to move his extremities and he was carted and sent to the university of Pittsburgh medical center. Pete Carroll gave an update on his radio spot this morning in Seattle and said his initial t- test came back clear, no fracture or anything in his neck. He's still sore and he'll be resting. And they got to, they got to retest him just to make sure, but at least initially it doesn't look like there's any long-term damage. So good news coming out of Seattle. Um, and the game was, ended up being fairly exciting. It wasn't a great game to be played or to watch, but I honestly, Von Miller was the best linebacker in football. TJ Watt is now the best outside linebacker in football, bar none. I think he's making a case this season to be the best defensive player in football. I'm, Tim and Aaron Donald. I'm, I'm, I'm watching – a young Von Miller, I really am. I was watching that Steelers game. And I was like, "Shit, he can do that's, anything." That's, that's, he that's wants. exactly what Von would do. Yeah. He would come off the edge and just wreak havoc on the quarterback in whatever way he wanted, and then not only do that, also get back in pass coverage and fucking bat some balls down. It's it's a dual threat 
type of type of edge rusher that, that there's a reason why they're still around. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's beautiful to see. And T.J. Watt, fucking Steelers almost threw that game away. If it wasn't for T.J. Watt, they lose that football game. Shout out uh, Kendrick, by the way. He had a big on like a third and one. He abs- he picked up the nose guard. Picked up another grown 330-pound man in the NFL and walked him backwards. It was, I saw it this morning when I got on Instagram. I was like, God damn. I, I used to be able to play with that kid. I can't anymore. There's there's a reason he's in the NFL, and there's a reason I'm sitting here with my ass on the couch. Um, it was an entertaining game, and the Steelers get the win. And the Monday Night Football game, too. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But I, this this could be easily the two of the best teams in, in the AFC. When I see what the Titans do – fucking pounding the rock with, with Derrick Henry. They, like I said a couple of weeks ago, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then the Bills now just – it's 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 so tough to see Josh Allen just perform like this, knowing what we what could have been here in Denver. But he it, – it's so fun to watch this Bills offense and see seeing Derrick Henry just fucking tower people and Josh Allen sling the ball. It's it's one of those games that's just so much fun to watch. And the other game I won, I won to uh, shout out real quick that I, I just fucking love this. Um, do you know who the owner of the Chicago Bears is? Aaron fucking Rodgers. Oh, I still own you. That was funny. I still own you. That, that was shit funny. was There's hilarious. There's so many middle fingers in that oh, picture that was hilarious. of him, him going over to the, the Bears fans after he scored that last touchdown. Yeah, that was, that was actually a better game than I thought it was going to be. I thought the Packers were going to go in there and wipe the Bears' ass like always. They ended up doing it at the end, and... I, I couldn't live with myself. If oh. Ben Roethlisberger, here's the good thing. Ben Roethlisberger's never going to score a rushing touchdown. Never, but yeah. if he did in Cincinnati and ran into the stands and goes, I still own you. I, own you. I, I think own I might you. take my jersey off and just leave it there. Yeah, like, like, you know, that's the end of the game. It's I'm been out fun. Uh, I'm not a football fan anymore. I'm going to go build Legos or something. Oh, oh every like – it's I, I saw a sun, it's funny thing that Pat McAfee show posted on off of I Reddit saw. where it's like Aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman. He comes into Chicago yeah. once a year and just kicks the shit out of my team, and I can't do nothing about it. I fall asleep. I see Aaron Rodgers. I'm my deathbed. I'll see yeah. Aaron Rodgers in heaven. When it's I just die. a recurring theme. Aaron Rodgers' face will be plastered all over my screen for the rest of my life. Oh, uh, it's beautiful. That's hey, look. Patrick Mahomes is probably going to do that to me, but the Chiefs are kind of irrelevant right now. So it was kind of funny, but I, 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 imagine I just imagine yeah. that having a guy who's twelve and one in in Chicago, and then also have only has only lost four times against your team. Not in, never in the play season. Never in the postseason. That's 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 as bad as you can get. Yeah, that's. Uh, I owe you. I still owe you. That shit had me crying. Laughing. They should put a collar on the Bears logo and just have property of Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> or whatever name he's gonna go by his Halloween costume. I don't know. But no, Aaron Rodgers is is a bad man. He he's. Uh, do you think that means it's the last stand in in Green oh, Bay? It still is. Okay. It still is. He's gonna find a home somewhere else. I can't I believe know. he hasn't done that I before. I I don't know who it's gonna be now. That the Broncos don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, but it's gonna be something else. It's, it, it's still painful. He's playing for his teammates. It's not like he's playing for the G on the side of his helmet. Yeah. He's playing for the guys around him. Let's get into most dominant team of the week, and we'll hear from my bookie. But uh, I got most dominant team. I, I said it could be easily be the Rams. I'm not going to pick the Rams. I, I might not ever get to do this again. I'm picking the Bengals. 
34-13 win over the Lions. Uh, they they broke Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's spirits are broken because he was down 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter Poor and God. kicked a field goal with seven oh, minutes left. He just wanted to get some points. He's like, don't don't let me get shut out by the Bengals. And honestly, in my head, if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, don't let me get shut out by the Bengals. Please, just, please, please just get some points on the board. Um, Joe Burrow, th- 271, three touchdowns. Jamar Chase, uh, 96 yards, four catches. Logan Wilson, Another interception. I think he still leads the AFC. Diggs lead, leads the NFC and the NFL as a whole. And then uh, Trey Hendrickson also had a sack and hit Goff 12 times. He he was... Sewell who? Penny Sewell who? I don't know. Who? Uh, I, you enjoy watching Jamar Chase and Sewell get in the lab it was, that whole Sunday. It was a nice, it was a nice moment. I've, I'm Like I said, I'm not used to all this success. I'm sitting here like, when, what's going to happen? Like Something bad is about so, to hold happen. Hold on. Where's, where's the kicker? Where, yep. where, where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I being punked? When, when is this ending? My my most dominant team to ready for this, the Colorado Buffaloes, because they played a worse team than they did. They beat Arizona 34-0. The Arizona Wildcats fucking Ooh. suck. Garrett, I apologize. Oh, That's, this, this, uh, like, look, the Buffs' offense is terrible, and you get a chance to go play against Arizona. You put up thirty-four and and zero piece Arizona. That's that's as hilarious as you can be. Because I, because look, I was saying it. CU's offense is god awful. This team is very, very bad. It's very young, I'm trying to find a new coach and new, new, new blood in the program. It's going to be an off year. But shit, you you thirty four zero team? No way! Oh, they're coming back. <laughs> Bills almost just returned the ensuing kickoff after the Titans scored, but it's going to be called back. Uh, yeah, the thirty the thirty four zero. That shit was oh yeah, that's funny. It was as funny as you can get. I can't believe. Like I said, they, the the buffs suck, but there's another fifty feet of crap because Arizona f- football is right there because that program is bad. Yeah, there's a reason why everybody that we knew that there was at Arizona is no longer at Arizona. Some for different reasons. Uh, we won't have we to get into to that specifically, into that, yeah. but yeah, there's a, there's some some interesting things going on. But that's who our most dominant teams of the week are. We still have the NFL Pick'em and a bunch of other stuff to get to later on. But first, let's hear from our great partner, our great sponsor over at MyBookie. When it comes to gambling, you always want to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck. That's why I always bet with MyBookie. At MyBookie, you can bet on all your favorite sports with exclusive promotions, contests, and more to find your winning bet. Right now, when you make your first deposit with MyBookie, you'll instantly receive double your first deposit. It's easy. All you have to go to is mybookie.ag. Sign up. Use promo code BENCH, all caps, B-E-N-C-H, and, and mybookie will double your first deposit up to $1,000. How's that for fast money? Use your extra funds to bet on the, this week's biggest games, including the battle between the Chiefs and Titans, where you have airmail air ball between Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes, and then you have Smash Mouth football with Derek Henry. Oh, there's also basketball, too, to bet on this week you can check out. Look for the score to run up quickly on any, any of those games, and always bet the over. The promotion is only available for a limited time, so don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag and use promo code BENCHB. E-N-C-H, and secure your double deposit bonus today. That's promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, all capitals, so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Welcome back, bench warmers. Thank you guys for listening to that message from MyBookie. Be sure to sign up, mybookie.ag today, and use promo code BENCH. Secure your double deposit 
and uh, be sure to get in on the action. Uh, like we mentioned, if anybody scores in next Friday's Nuggets Maver- Mavericks game, you win uh, plus one hundred odds. So if you bet twenty five, Avalanche. Yeah, Avalanche. <laughs> I, I, it's a long day. Okay. It, I wish this was our only job. That's why you got to keep using my bookie. Uh, but if anybody scores in that game next Friday, you'll automatically win all your money back. Plus, you'll double your money because it's plus 100 odds. Um, and now let's get into Benchwarmer of the Week because uh, we got to talk about there's some bad performances. There's a lot of bad performances. You, let's, let's let you kick this one off. My, mine is uh, the good old soul of Philadelphia. Ben Simmons has returned. He has come back to practice. Except he doesn't know what's waiting for him on opening night. He has no idea what's waiting for him on opening night. He, 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 no, he is going to be playing in front of his own fans who have been chanting fuck Ben Simmons at wrestling, wrestling, wrestling shows. He is going to be booed mercilessly. The poor guy, first of all, the holdout didn't work. You only lost a lot. You lost a ton of money missing preseason games. And here we are in the regular season where if you show your face at all, you, you step on the floor, you are going to be booed out of the same like no other. It's it's going to be I'm, – I feel bad for the guy almost because it's going to be bad. And Ben Simmons is going to be – Honestly, if you're Doc Rivers, don't play him. Don't play him because don't don't have him sit in a press box somewhere where he's out of the way and just have him practice Work with the team. Work out a trade for him. Get that guy out of there and get something back for him. Have have him be a uh, um, uh, DNP uh, because of injury, but he but it, it's really not injury. It's 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 because of. Can you unvaccinate somebody? Because if he gets unvaccinated, he technically can't play, right? Like poor poor guy, I'm gonna feel so bad for him. That's a bench one of the week because poor guy's gonna have to deal with BS all all season long. Yeah, it's gonna be a long year for Ben Simmons. My bench warmer of the week: the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, That was terrible. What happened on Saturday and. It, they, it nullifies their biggest win because Penn, that Penn State win doesn't really mean all that much anymore because you got a terrible loss, so your great win doesn't look as good. And now you got to run the table for the rest and hope that some other people lose ahead of you. I think you got to hope that uh, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma lose, and I think you probably have to hope that uh, Alabama loses in the Iron Bowl because if Alabama's one loss, I think they're getting in over Iowa with one loss if, we, if it comes down to that. So uh, Iowa, my pen, bench warmer of the week. I really hope that Purdue keeps winning because uh, if they do, they might end up winning or representing the Big Ten West that in the conference take, championship. That would take a lot. No, yeah. all they got because they're only one game behind Iowa. I, Iowa loses one game; it's it's uh, all over. But you gotta remember the rest of that schedule. That's the only problem. Yeah. Josh Allen is a fucking beast. He is an animal. That play down at the sideline where he just dove and got the first down. Jesus. God uh, damn it! I'm glad. I, I'm. I feel like. With my quarterback now, I feel dirty watching all the other quarterbacks. Like, I'm cheating like, on Joe. I was like, oh, no, Joe, what are you doing? Oh, it's, I it's, didn't know that you'd be home. I thought you were going to the mall. It's, it's watching a ghost for me. Yeah, it's it's bad for you. <laughs> it's but I'm like, like oh, God damn it, that could be us. You don't oh. knock anymore? What do you mean knock? We're in the we're in the living room. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just watching football. That's all. I'm just watching Josh Allen play Derrick Henry. That's all. All right, let's uh, get into week seven of the FEOTB pick'em. Nico pretty much solidified his win, unless he has some weeks where he just falls apart. Which <laughs> yeah. Now you've got a you got a lead where you can be conservative. I can be comfortable. I can p- pick some BS shit. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you had the the best week out of anybody. Benchwarmers were second. Nico was eleven and two. Looks like he'll be twelve and two if the Bills are able to pull this off. Everybody picked Buffalo uh, to win the Monday night game. 
So you went 11 and two uh, right now, 67 and 24 overall. I'm sitting at 53 and 43, so I'm still second overall. But I had a six and seven week. I had dog shit week. Uh, started very off tough, real strong. Very toughly. Started off really strong, but then the Broncos fucked me. I'm so happy I get to say that now because all it was last year was the Bengals fucked my pick. I'm mean, announced the Broncos um, and the Steelers. They 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 fucked me they too. Fucked you too but, right? Good old Geno Smith. Uh, you better Geno Smith. Uh, bench warmers went eight, three, and two on the week. We had two more ties, so they're fifty, thirty-four, and eight on the season. Um, yeah, but, I'm just increasing this lead slowly but surely. We'll see. We'll see. I think that there's a chance. There's always a chance mathematically. I'll tell you right now, there is a chance this week. I picked a lot of BS games. Oh boy! I'll tell you right now. Here we go. Uh, let's <laughs> let's get into it. Thursday night football: Denver at Cleveland. Broncos on a short week after that abortion they just put on the field on on Sunday, and the Browns honestly didn't look great either. Baker's got an injured left shoulder, and uh, no Baker, no Cream Hunt, yep. no Nick Chubb. Well, that smells a trap game. <laughs> I'm picking the Broncos. I, I said it that I want this team to tank, but I don't know what I'm going to do anymore because, you know what, this team will win stupid-ass games. They, they, they always do this. They, 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 they lose games that they probably have a better shot at winning, and then they pull shit out of their ass. And this is one of those shit out of their asses because the Browns have been banged up, and after a great start of the year, Browns 3-3, three and three, they're, they're, having, they're struggling a little bit. Yeah, I'm interested because the way that the Broncos have been being beat the last two weeks is people are running past their secondary. The Browns don't really have anybody that can run past their secondary. And now they don't have a running back that can run through their shitty run defense. I don't know. I'm going with the Browns because I'm pissed at the Broncos. The Broncos have – I I was like, oh – I'm 3 and 0 with the Broncos. I would have 100% picked the Browns if it wasn't for Baker, Kareem, and uh, and and Chubb. Oh, then oh, also no Jarvis Landy, Landry. So it's going to be I don't even know who their backup quarterback is throwing to OBJ basically for their whole offense. The backup quarterback is Case Keenum. Oh shit! Oh no, we're gonna lose the Case Keenum. Yep. So oh, that's that revenge that's, game, Case yep. Keenum. <laughs> Damn it! I should have picked the Browns. There, that's the nail in the coffin. All right, that's gonna be the salt in the wound. It'll oh. be interesting. Uh, and Josh Allen did just fumble on a fourth and goal. So actually, it looks he, like we're all gonna lose. They missed the fourth and one. They didn't. So we both lost that one, unfortunately. Yep. So uh, Nico will be sixty-seven twenty-five. I'll be. 53 and 44. Damn it, I like staying 10 ahead of my losses. And then the bench warmers will be 50, 35, and 8. Uh, so everybody's still relatively in the same spot. No, Nothing major changes, but that is a little bit disappointing. I lost 20 bucks, or lost out on 80 bucks. You yeah, um, hate to see it. I don't don't like it, but let's get it. Or second game now. Washington football team going to Green Bay to the man that owns the city of Chicago, Uh I'm picking Green Bay. I'm picking Packers too. Washington doesn't look looks bad. They look very very bad. Taylor Heineke, Tyler Heineke, whatever it is, is just struggling to get the ball out to Terry McLaurin. All you have to do is just give McLaurin space and let him do whatever he wants. But they're struggling to let him, give him any time. Yeah. And, and uh, Green Bay, as as bad as their defense is, this offense still has one of the best QB receiver duos in the NFL. And a really and good running back, Aaron really, Jones. Two great running backs. Decent also, offensive yeah. line. Decent. Not great anymore, not but with decent. Bakhtari, not with Bakhtiari yeah. injured still. When Billy Turner. Back. Shout out Billy Turner because he played like a monster in his last year in Denver. But uh, he's he's a great run blocker, not a great pass blocker. No, 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 uh, yeah, but, but, I mean, when you have number 12 behind there, it doesn't good really things matter. happen. Yeah, Let's it doesn't, good doesn't really happen. matter. Um, but we're both going on the Packers. The Washington, man. 
I'll talk a little bit more about that whole situation. But it was this whole emails email situation is tainting so many other things, and I was so disappointed with the way that happened this weekend. But we'll, I'll talk more about it in the next segment. Next game: Cincinnati at Baltimore. The Ravens have had the Bengals number for years now, for your whole life. Yeah, your well, whole life. Not not because you know Andy Dalton and Marvin Jones. Or like Andy Dalton there. and Tyler Boyd knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs and got uh, Buffalo in for the first time, if you remember, a couple years ago. So it's not all been bad, but since Lamar Jackson took over, Lamar the Jackson, yeah, he, Lamar Jackson also has the Bengals on a leash. He has a, a pet tiger. He's yeah. Mike Tyson now. It's the I own you, but we're only in year four of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm riding the Baltimore. I am so as well. I, I, your team's good. You're not up to Baltimore standards. No, not. I'm just hoping really. You can, I think you can make a game out yes. of when they come to Baltimore, or excuse me, when they come to Cincinnati. Well, but I don't think the game in Baltimore is a little bit different. I'm just hoping that they put up a fight and they don't give up. Like, I I want to I want the game to be close. I'll give myself like ten points if we're within ten. If we lose thirty to twenty team. or thirty-one to twenty-one at some point, like they they score four touchdowns, kick a field goal late, I'll take it. But if we get blown out, I, I'm going to be in a bad way next week because I don't know. Like, this Bengals team could go one or two ways. It could go really well from here really or it could go really, really poorly. Oh, and yeah, I don't I want don't it to go poorly. So uh, I'm, I'm hesitant on the Bengals. But we're both on the Ravens. Chicago, Tampa Bay, next game up. I'm not going to hesitate. It's Tampa Bay. Yep. It's, it's, it's not even a question. Even though the game was close last year. And yeah. Tom Brady had the, the meltdown where he thought – actually, was, the Bears won. Didn't yeah, they? I think it was the, the – Bear- Was I, that – was that against Chicago? That, yeah, that was Chicago. It was a Thursday night game, and Tom Brady thought he got I'm an extra s- I'm down. I'm still not betting against Nagy. I'm not. I'm or betting for I'm, betting for Nagy. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. The Bears aren't there yet. They're nope. not. They're not. No, I think the Bucks also, have. Also, calm down the Justin Fields hype. He's not. He would not have won the Broncos any football games either this year. So relax on the whole Justin Fields shit. Yeah, it's not neither here nor there because it, it wouldn't even matter. It'd be the same situation. Uh, Kansas City at Tennessee next game. Chiefs kind of bounced back, but they looked like shit in the first half. And that's why I'm rocking with Tennessee here. Ooh. I'm rocking with Tennessee. I, I, I did this the, before the Monday I know, night I, game. I picked it before the Monday night, Monday night game too. And the one kryptonite that, that the Kansas City has is their inside linebackers are trash. And then also Danny Sorensen is god-awful. And Tyron Matthew looks to why the fuck are you not doing anything rather than changing the plays himself. This 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 Chiefs team is so goddamn selfish, and this Titans team isn't. Like they, they well, that, Titans yeah. look, the Titans lost the Jets. They did that happened. Yes, that happened. But this Titans team also punked the Bills and also has two, probably the be, one of the best one two three punches in football with Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and AJ Brown all healthy. Our goddamn animals. Well, we're almost a tractor seato season, and I—that's why I was—I was, I I was we're hesitant. Already there. I think we are. I think, already there. I think this was the coming out game for tractor seato season. He had 143 yards on Monday. He night also football. had like 200 yards two weeks, three weeks ago before the Jets game. Yeah, well, this is the time of year. It's getting cold. Who wants to tackle a 250-pound oh, man? Do not know. Especially because he's going to get the ball 25 times in the game. So I'm not tackling him that much, but I'm going with the Chiefs because. Uh, I don't know. The Chiefs defense is if they're gonna, terrible. Here's the thing about the Chiefs. If they're going to turn it around and be the team that we thought they were going to be, this is the game that they do it. Well, I don't know if they can lose another game and then still they'll be able to come back and be wild card, but the, the Chargers the are The Chiefs have, to, have the pathway back to the first seed. You saw the Broncos do. did. The Raiders don't have a coach, and the Chargers just got punked. 
There's the a best, pathway. Who's the best team in the AFC? AFC is kind of down this year. Well, AFC is the Bills. The Bills, yeah. The Bills, the, the Bills Titans. just lost to the Titans, who the Titans have a really bad loss. I honestly think that the NFC is better than the AFC this season. Yeah. So. I, I, there's, I would say Bills, Titans, and Ravens are the top three teams. Yeah. And those I, are think the top. I think those top three teams beat the best top three teams over there outside of Tampa Bay. Because I don't think there's I don't a, know. The Cardinals, I, yeah, we've been kind of in and out on Arizona. the Cardinals. I, I'm i almost not sold, too. But that was a team that we all – like, we were yeah. both – we both said the Browns last week. Uh, we, we were getting Browns, ahead of ourselves. Yeah, the Browns just uh. – But uh, we're – so we're split on the KC-Tennessee game. Next game on the list here, Atlanta going to Miami. I'm on the Falcons. Oh, you are now? I'm after, on, I'm on, I'm after I've tried to harp it for three weeks now? They Come win on. stupid games. Yeah, they do. And Matt Ryan, I trust Matt Ryan more than I trust Tua in his current situation. Uh, yeah. And I don't think that they're going to get that situation figured out. You just went across the pond to get beat by a team who hadn't won a game in 24 straight NFL games. It's the battle of the London teams. Cause, or, or like it's it, the, ugh, Atlanta, I think, can – Atlanta can do, do some stuff. Like it's it, – like I said, Calvin really still an animal. Yeah. And they figured out Cordell Patterson is, I guess, is a top fifteen running back in the game. I guess. And Kyle Pitts has kind of showed up. <laughs> he, Kyle he, Pitts he, had a touchdown yeah, yesterday. Yeah, or yeah, two weeks ago, he two. shown that he when they use him correctly, he can be that Julio Jones type player. Be just throw him a fucking fade in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, it, every single time. Arthur Smith realized he has his Derrick Henry and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, like, it's not the same, obviously, offensive scheme, but you have your. Uh, what a doubt. Give it to that guy and just let him go. Put Matt Ryan in the shotgun. Have Kyle Pitts single receiver high and run a fade because no corner is tall enough to jump with him. Uh, it's almost like a DK Metcalf situation, except I think Kyle Pitts might have some more football sense. Yeah. DK Metcalf is a football dummy. And he, did you see he was going at uh, Shannon Sharp? Shannon Sharp? Motherfucker, you, you don't know what you're talking Three about. Three-time Super Bowl champion. Also, like... Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Was the leading receiver for uh, tight ends for a long time. He held that record for a long time. Shannon Sharp in today's game would be the deadliest weapon in football. Oh, yeah. Shannon Sharp would way ahead of his prime. He'd be better. He'd he'd probably beat out DK Metcalf for his receiver spot. Yeah, like he he, he was a different animal. Yes. Like, like just chill. You're not there yet, buddy. Atlanta or Miami? I'm going Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm not picking Miami here. Yeah, it's tough to – with what the Dolphins have shown the last two weeks, it's tough to bet on them at all. Uh, next game up, New York going to New England for the first time. I, I, I New England showed a lot last week at home. Yeah. And, but the, the Jets, for some whatever reason, just scare me. It's, if, since it's New Eng- in New England, there's a 0.0000% chance the Jets win this football game. Because it's in New England, and it's like fucking seeing Aaron Rodgers in in great in Chicago. Yeah. Whenever the Jets enter Gillette Stadium, bad things happen. It doesn't matter who they have, Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez, or or if if you're seeing Tom Brady or if you're seeing Mac Jones, bad things happen when you face the Patriots in Foxborough. There is a zero percent chance the Jets win this game. Yeah, and I think you know Mac Jones isn't. Where I think he's going to be better. He's not at his peak yet. He played very, very well. I though. was very impressed with the way he threw that pick six late in the game and and gave Dallas a way back in, and he answered right back with a right touchdown back. pass. Right, right back after at Trayvon Dix. Yeah, he he has. We didn't end up releasing the episode, but we talked to Charlie and we both asked him point blank because we were like, Mac Jones does not look like the best best quarterback in the country. He's what is about person. what is it about him? He's a leader. He knows what he's supposed to do in the game, and he's proven that he's he's a great weapon for this Patriots team. I exactly. think that that's a 
it's the best situation for the rookie They are doing so what they need around him now. What you got to do if you're the Patriots is just get him weapons in the offseason or in, in free agency. And sure up your defense and because that defense. defense they Losing Gilmore, obviously, trading him away also hurts. But I don't know why they did that because then yesterday you, you could see, draft picks in return for – and Panthers were desperate for another the, defensive guy. Yeah, but then the Cowboys won overtime with the play that they didn't get to run because of an, a false start penalty. They ran the same exact play, and it was wide open again. Like, Tony Romo was right. I hate Tony Romo as a commentator. I can't stand I, I like him. I, I know. I, 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 there's, you're, you either hate him or you love him, but I can't, can't stand the way he does it. But he was right. That was the same exact play. C.D. Lamb came off a little bit. They had everything else blocked. C.D. Lamb was the only route besides a little tight end, like, delayed route. And that, they couldn't cover it. Oh, it, it was beautiful because that was my, my death pick of last week. Yeah. That was that was my survivor pick, and the Cowboys. I was like, I was I was mad about the Broncos game, but I I was like, man, if I go all four in fantasy, which I did this week, and the Broncos lose, the Raiders are at home, and I lose in my survivor pool, it will be all hell breaking loose for football. Oh, that was your. That was my survivor pick. Oh. That was my survivor pick because I was saving the Shows Bengals. Shows you what I know because I said you should save the Bengals, and apparently I'm, you shouldn't have. I, no, 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 I'm saving them for the fucking Jets in two weeks. That's why. Or next week. Yeah. So th- there's a thought process behind this, but this week was the fuck. I don't know where to go, so I went with the Cowboys. And the Cowboys almost fumbled a bag. Yeah, Luckily, yeah. good old Dak Prescott comes up big time. Oh, he's, I was shitting bricks. He's a stud. Dak is a stud. Uh, we're both on the Patriots in that one. Carolina going to MetLife. And taking on the uh, Jets. Going to New Jersey, I was really impressed with what Carolina was able to do. I, that game was a lot closer because when the, the Vikings were leading early, I was like, oh, fuck, Nico, Nico got me again. Nico said it's the Vikings, and he's been saying the Vikings. It's Vikings have talent. Yeah, they People do. People are sleeping on the talent the Vikings have. Sam Darnold isn't as good as we thought he was after the first three weeks, but he's not terrible. It's, and it's the Christian McCaffrey effect. Yeah. It's exactly it. That's all it is. And they have no one else besides him on that it's offense. It's also DJ Moore is halfway decent, but when the, when the defense can key on DJ Moore and make Sam Darnold beat them otherwise, then that makes life so much different i'm i i, I think carolina is a halfway decent team mm-hmm. i'm not i think maybe i think this, chubba hubbard who's their backup yeah, running chubba back Hubbard's is good but he's he's should be like the third down back and mccaffrey's the feature back or he should be in there every now and then like like how clyde edwards alaire was last week last year exactly mccaffrey is the fucking x factor like it's it's not necessarily just what he does it's having him on the field Having him on the field because you don't know if it's going to be a run. You don't know if he's going to be on a fucking expo. You don't know if he's going to cut outside. It doesn't. You don't know, and that's why that what made what made Cam and and Carolina so good a few years back mm-hmm. was because Christian McCaffrey could do so many different things. And Chuba Hubbard is a great bruiser back, but he cannot do what Christian McCaffrey does for that offense. And Darnold. That, that, look, they just need McCaffrey healthy mm-hmm. because I think this team could compete for for maybe a wild card spot in the near future because how top heavy the the NFC is. But like it, this Carolina team just doesn't do it for me. I'm I'm gonna go the Giants here. It's weird, I know, but Danny Dimes he sucks at home. He sucks at home. He does suck at and home. And he lost all of his weapons because Kadarius Tony was his last weapon that he had. I think Saquon. There's a chance Saquon get back just because I I only heard that because of my fantasy football team and it, it's listed that he's gonna get points this weekend. So that's why I'm 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 I'm, I'm confident in it. In it, so I'm gonna go wild here. Like I said, I told you this week's gonna be wild for me. So I'm gonna go to the Giants here for whatever reason, because Carolina without Christian McCaffrey, I think is way too one-dimensional. 
I'm going Carolina. I think that the Panthers are good enough to beat the Giants because I think the Giants are that bad. And Danny Dimes, he plays well on the road. He wins some game, some weird games on the road at home. I just don't know. I don't think that he's going to be good enough. And if Saquon plays, I don't think Saquon's going to be healthy enough to be a factor. So I'm going Panthers over the Giants. you got the Giants in that one. Next up, Philadelphia going to Vegas to play the Raiders. And uh, I can't even – I'm so mad. I can't – I didn't take the time to – you all right, Booms? I didn't take the time to learn how to pronounce the Raiders guy, the special teams coordinator. I, Very I Italian. Uh, I had to ask the guy behind me who was a Raiders fan, hey, which one of the these fuckers is your coach? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> he straight up was like, I'm not sure which one he was. Cause, because my family's tickets are on the Raiders sideline. I was like, yo, which which one? Like He yeah. was like, I don't know. I think it's that guy with the headset. Or wait, maybe it's that guy with the headset. I'm not sure. Rich Pasekia. There you go. That's, that's who it is. Uh, yeah, I think – I'm going – I like the way that the, the Raiders responded. I think that they want to play hard for Basekia, and I don't trust the Eagles. Uh, so I'm going – I went with Vegas, especially at home in Vegas. I don't know. Philadelphia could scare me, could surprise me. This might be a game that I'm chalking up as a loss, but I, I'm on the Raiders for this one. I'm going to go Philly here because I think that – because I Pat McAfee put this out perfectly. He was like, well, you know, there, there, there's a there's – a, um, what should we call it? scandal games where you always hammer the other team. That scandal game was two weeks ago for the Raiders when it first came out. And then now the last week was the new coach new coach game where it's very hard. you got to bet with the team with the new coach because they, they're going to come out firing for the new coach. And, well, I think this game is the one that comes back, bites them in the ass, and where there was, it was a honeymoon, honeymoon week last week. And I think this week is a little bit more of taste of medicine. And I'm going to go Philly here because – Jan Hurst is really talented. Jan Hurst is. is really talented, but for fuck's sake, learn how to run the football. Like it's not that hard. If do you watch some, the Eagles, some, it's, it's do, I know impossible. it's very hard, but do some play, do some option plays, do some play action. Like just Miles Sanders isn't what they thought he was. No, they're really not. Miles no. Sanders was supposed to be a top ten running back. Well, he was league. the guy. He took over for Saquon at Penn State, and everybody was like, "Yeah, Miles Sanders, great in college." That was college. That was college. That yeah, was college. Yeah. Saquon's a beast and. He was the best running back in college football because he was the best athlete on the field. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And San- Sanders just isn't doing it. He's they got to figure out how to run the football. But I like Jalen Hurts, and I think Jalen Hurts gets overlooked a lot. I think Jalen Hurts has a lot of talent, and I think it's just it, he's just in his tough scenario. He's played well. I'm, I'm worried about their defense. Everybody in the AFC West besides the Broncos has built an offense that replicates the Chiefs, and the Chiefs scored six straight touchdowns against the, the Eagles. So their defense doesn't know how to beat that I, I, offensive scheme. I no mean saying that the Raiders' offense could put up six touchdowns. It's a toss-up. It's a coin flip game. Then so. again, they did that to the Broncos, so who knows. Uh, next up, Detroit revenge hosting game? a double revenge game. Double revenge Matt game. Stafford gets to take his frustration out on the Lions. And, or Goff, or gets, to Goff the- gets to take his frustrations out on Matt or Sean McVay. Yeah, except... Jared Goff is going up against Aaron Donald and Jan Ramsey. And has Cooper Cup on the opposing offense, who <laughs> is already on pace to have his best season, which his best season was 10 touchdowns and like 800 yards. Poor D- Detroit. I think Detroit could be the 0-17 team. They're, they're the last team that ha- that's are winless. Are we there yet? They're the last team that's winless. I know they are, but are we th- at the point? Because right now it's still super early, especially with 17 games. They, they'll have a bye, and they'll come off a bye, I think, maybe well. No. I don't see them winning a division game the Vikings was their shot that was their chance let's see I don't see them beating Justin Fields 
I sure as hell don't see them beating Green Bay. I oh I I this this Lions team may be the Broncos. There you go. Maybe uh, that well, one. Well, Broncos are at at in Denver. So. Yeah. So may, but hey, the Raiders fucking did it. So may, maybe there maybe that's the game. The Lions are looking at it. Man, we could get one. I think back. there's a major difference between the Raiders and the Lions. There is. There is. One hundred percent is. But fuck. I like, think maybe we're in tank at, mode by then. At Atlanta might be the next most winnable game. But yeah, or, or maybe you know they host the Bears on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, I'm not that. No, the Bears aren't that's great on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving game. Why it, the fuck do we always? The Lions do? games are always bad. But why do we always do this every single year? Because the Lions have. Lions I know the Lions have that do. shit yeah. that they have. They always play on Thanksgiving. But what the fuck? Sorry, well, on a tangent here. But fucking Christmas Day basketball has always the best teams in the league. Why can't we do that with football? Well, because I, I don't know why. Cowboys are decent this year, so that game will be decent. But I shit. don't know how the Lions got roped into always playing on Thanksgiving, but the game that I've actually really liked that's been on Thanksgiving last few or at least a few times was uh, the Steelers and Ravens. And it, that's uh, not this season. It's not scheduled for Thanksgiving night, but that was going to be the nightcap last season. It obviously didn't happen because it got oh, pushed with yeah. COVID. That was when the Steelers played on Tuesday. Yeah, to, it was Monday Night Football on Tuesday afternoon. Um no, we're uh, we're both. Uh, we're, I'm going Rams. Um, yeah, this, this is my. This is my. This, last week was my scare. This week is my coast in Survivor Week, and I'm picking the Rams. And I'm just and I'm just not even going to check the score because yeah. I know this is going to be an automatic W. We'll see. Uh, I I think that it's going to be as well, but sh- that's when crazy shit starts to happen. Yeah, so uh, Houston going to Arizona. Turns out Houston fucking sucks. Oh, they're bad. <laughs> Oh, they are so bad. Don't listen to anything I said about Davis Mills uh, going back to our preseason podcast or last week when I said, you know, maybe Houston can put one together. No. Indiana bitch slapped. Indianapolis bitch slapped. Indianapolis might fuck around and come back, at least get a wild. They're going to be second in that division at least. Tennessee Tennessee right now isn't going to lose to (laughs) Indianapolis, but Tennessee two weeks ago when they lost to the Jets were. So... I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, this uh, the Colts. Maybe it was the Colts being halfway decent. It could have been. But I'm I'm riding Arizona until like the horses come home. This is they're gonna be eight and zero, or is it eight and zero? This would be seven. Or hold on, this may be eight and zero. But this Cardinals team, J. I I've been saying the last couple of weeks, JJ Watt and Chandler Jones is the difference. This would be seven and zero. So seven and zero. I'm hammering the Cardinals here. Only reason. Why I'm not picking the Cardinals here? Because Cardinals have no favorable ma- matchup in two weeks, so I gotta save some of these good teams. The Cardinals gonna kill them. Yeah, I don't think it's not gonna be close at all. We kind of gotta just give in to the fact that Arizona might be just a good team. They, they are. They are. They definitely are. Uh, but by the way, plus seventeen for Houston. That's tough. I may take that plus seventeen because it's very, very tough to do that in the NFL. Yeah, it really is. College football, fuck it, uh, happens all the time. Right. NFL, it's very, very difficult to do that. Plus eight fifty money line. That's not it, the spread. Is it's a, I know the spread is better, but that's a huge number. That could that could trick some people. I don't know. Um, and because Arizona, if Cliff Kingsbury's back, I might might look at that one a little bit more in depth because Whoa. I think Cliff Kingsbury actually holds the team back. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, but Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, have Kyler's playing. Kyler's balling right now. Kyler. I think Kyler's MVP probably the MVP right yeah, now. Easily. Uh, next. Kyler, Lamar, and I would probably say Josh Allen quietly are all there. Yeah, yeah. I think those are, those three probably are 
Oh, right, right up there. Uh, next game up, Indianapolis going to San Francisco. The 49ers coming off of a bye. And uh, or Mike, Kyle Shanahan. So I'm picking the 49ers. I'm picking the 49ers too. I don't know if we're going to have a uh, Trey Lance signing because Jimmy Garoppolo was practicing on Monday. So I guess we'll see. But if it's Trey Lance or Jimmy G, the Colts don't do it for me. This is a game that's going to be very – I think could go either way though because if Jonathan Taylor has the game that he did on Sunday, like he did last week, this this Colts team can dominate the game. Yeah, but and I don't. Forty Nine ers front seven is good pass rushing, but they're not great stopping. Yeah, the that's that's the only way they win this football game. But I cannot pick the Colts against this Forty Nine ers team because I think the Forty Nine ers are just still built built to win now. Yeah, their Forty Nine ers are in their window, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be desperate and do whatever they can to try and make sure that they take advantage of it. Um, so I'm I'm on San Francisco for that one, and I think. Coming off a week's rest. Is that rest. the Sunday night game? That's the Sunday night game, yeah. It's kind of a shit Sunday – back-to-back shit Sunday night games. Yeah, I it's, mean, not, this the, it's not a great matchup. Hopefully the game this, is at that's least That's probably the best close toss-up game of the week. I would say maybe Kansas City and Tennessee is the other one. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that, there's, not a whole, like I said, there's not a lot of close matchups this week, I feel like. New Orleans, uh, to wrap it up for next week's Monday night football game, going to Seattle. Saints coming off of a bye, and Seattle – Heartbreaking loss. They're gonna have to go with Geno Smith again. Uh, or Geno oh. didn't didn't play poorly. No, he yes, didn't. he fumbled the ball, but let's be honest, that was a amazing play. I've never seen that happen before in an NFL game. I, I, through, I have through Von Miller in the Super Bowl. He always beat the guy outside. He went inside and outside, came back and went against the tight end, tackle, and guard to then go punch the ball out and force the fumble. It's one of the best plays that I've ever seen. Man, Russell Wilson going against air is their best chance at winning this game. New Orleans, I think, could whoop these guys. It's it's unfortunate we record on Mondays because I would have loved to watch this Bills game and Titan game all the way through, but I think I'm okay missing this Seattle and uh, New York Saints game. I think it'll be all right. I think, yeah, we'll be we'll be just fine at that point. Um, <clears throat> that'll wrap up this week's uh, – session of the pick'em hopefully be sure to got you guys vote in your in the twitter polls coming out starting thursday uh mid-morning i try to post them around 11 or 12 o'clock and be sure to check out the youtube video if you miss any part of or you can go back and listen because we're on an on-demand podcast but if you want to go check out the youtube video be sure to do that subscribe to the channel leave a like and a comment uh, but be sure to vote along because the bench warmers they're catching me i don't think they're going to yeah, be able to catch no nico you, but uh i i still have to sweat and keep looking over my shoulder uh but that's week seven of the feotb 2021 nfl pick em. and now we get to transition to what's brewing presented by our friends at the high alpine brewing company follow them at high alpine brew uh western still winning T- broke the top 25 last week i think they moved up a couple spots this week uh, but be, if you're in Gunnison, check out High Alpine Brewing Company. You want to go, you know what mine is. I'll let you go first because okay. it's the downer. <laughs> All right. Jackson Mahomes is a disrespectful, very, very disrespectful human being. It's not bad enough that Washington was trying to exploit Sean Taylor to take the heat off of their dumbass owner and all these emails that are going around because – Maybe the franchise had a plan that they were going to retire his number. You posted it three days before. There were people in Sean Taylor's family that didn't know it was happening. So they didn't reach out to the family at all. This was a legitimate publicity stunt to just try and get heat off of the other people in the organization. Jackson Mahomes decided it was cool to clout chase and do a TikTok dance on the patch of the field that was chained off and had Sean Taylor's number on it. 
it's not not okay. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. There's other things that are, are bigger issues, I know. That's just, it was poor taste in a bad situation already. And I just, knowing what Sean Taylor, if you watch football, if you watch the Sean Taylor football life, you know what he meant to his teammates, his family, what a great person he was, and what an unfortunate event it was when he ended up dying. Went back to his old old house in Miami, back to his old neighborhood, ended up being broken into in his house and, and shot because he was there. He just wanted to see, he had a daughter, I believe, at the time and wanted to see her play. So he was back home. It was so it's such a bad situation, and he didn't make it any better. And his apology was stupid. I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to stand there. It was chained off. Wait two two minutes, because the game hadn't even started. Wait two minutes before you do your stupid dance. Don't dance on on the logo or on the number of somebody who's being honored and being retired that day. I, I'll take this a step further. It's not just Jackson Mahomes. It's on the Washington football team. It's it's on them too, because if if it was chained off, which it was before the game. But uh, somebody somewhere told him he could stand there. It's because because you I, I've I've been on the field before before a game. Mm. You go where the, you're told to go. So it's not as though like this was just a freak act, freak incidents. Somebody he told found him to go on purpose. Yeah, he, he he he's getting the brunt end of it, and I don't think that's correct at all. What he did, and he took down the post. And I'm not gonna sit here and act like he like he's he's a fucking. He's a hero, or anything, because he's not. But when your owner takes a picture, a photo op with the family wearing a hoodie that's three sizes extra large, and, and the in the family photo around the jersey retirement with with the family around with Shantae's family, and then you have people even close to that because it's it that 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 it's not even the fact that that's that happened this week. That number is I'm pretty sure is always there, which means that it's all that there's always someone there. It just happens to be spotlighted during that. It's the it's like the holy grail when you talk about locker rooms. You don't step on the logo in the middle for either bad juju or because it's the logo. It's it's different with the 21 and I commend Jackson Hall for for coming and saying it was, it was my bad. I didn't know that, and and I'm more on the side of that. The Washington football team, someone fucked up somewhere, and that's why I'm I'm. I'm less mad at Jackson Holmes, more mad at Washington because of the three days notice and then everything else that they fucking decided to do. It was an idiotic move it's, by Jackson Holmes, yeah. but everything else Washington did is a hundred times worse. It's just a bad situation all around, and yeah, I'm probably being a little bit hard on on the kid. He's just a TikToker. He's just a social media star. I get it, but I it it rubbed me the wrong way. Absolutely, that's. Sean Taylor, Pat Tillman are two of the NFL stories that I don't take lightly. And when that happened, I I had to say something. And I hope Dan Snyder gets ousted as the owner. He should have been ousted uh, as the owner. going to pop up within the rest. There's no the way year. that it does it. There's no way that it doesn't because we already know what they were doing with his cheerleaders when they go abroad. You can't have your passport to come back unless you sleep with one of our season ticket holders over here. Yeah, Excuse me? Yeah, there, there, there's some shit that's excuse me shit that's that hasn't been unraveled yet at all. It's it's gonna be a bad situation. Heads will roll. I just hope that it happens soon. My uh, my, my what's brewing I have now for this week. Let's see. Let's let's have a little bit of trivia and see if you can guess this, Jimmy. Two players within the last twenty years were drafted number one overall and did not get a rookie extension in the NBA, in the NBA. Can you name the two? Uh, ben Simmons. No, Ben Simmons got it. 
He did? Yep. Okay. Ready for this? Anthony Bennett, who who wasn't in the league, was one of the probably the worst number one overall pick. I've never and DeAndre Ayton. I've heard of, yes, DeAndre Ayton. Yes, that yeah. DeAndre Ayton. The whole rookie class, MPJ got paid, Doncic got paid, Trey Young got paid. There's In the last 20 years, only two guys had number one overall pick and didn't get extended. Anthony Bennett was out of the league within three years, and DeAndre Ayton is a top five center in the NBA. And the Suns have fumbled the fucking pass. Because mm-hmm. how many years did you give DeAndre Ayton before he left? Four. Not yeah. Suns. Oh, DeAndre Ayton only played four seasons in in Phoenix before you let him walk. The fact you wouldn't pay your your big man who who had a great postseason, who had who who was a fucking staple of your defense, and you said no, we're not going to pay you. We're going to let you. Try free agency. He was the X factor in the finals games that they won. He was the X factor in the playoff games that they won. And, and and the owner said, "No, we're not paying you max money." They never offered it. They were offering type of money less than what Jaron Jackson Jr. just got, who he got paid to from Memphis, offering less than Triple J, offering less than the likes of Shea and all those players. DeAndre Eden in that draft class is a, is one of the better players and is deserved of that. Of that max contract, mm-hmm. you're you're there's this is why I'm just so thankful to Tim Connolly. Tim Connolly realizes the talent he has. He realizes what he has. He, he's not letting the fucking leave. Yeah, he's not fucking around. You overpay MPJ because you know what he could be and what he's gonna be for your team. The Suns did the exact opposite. They said you're not worth that. We can use this elsewhere, and that is why the Suns are gonna go back into mediocrity. Uh-huh. Devin Book and Chris Paul can only take you so far. You don't have a big man in the West, you're going to struggle. And the fact that you're going to let your your center four years off of off of his rookie contract, like I said, absolutely insane that he's the first number one pick is Anthony Bennett. You don't even know who the fuck that is to not get extended. It's ridiculous. I, I am so happy I'm not a goddamn Suns fan because that is just absolutely horrendous. Not a good and, and on top of that, they signed Landry Shamet, who was in that same draft class, today, on Monday, for four years, $90 million. A guy that, that, they, that they, they traded for that is not wor- that, that's going to get bench minutes. They signed him to the rookie extension, but they said, nah, nah, you're not worth the max. Ouch. Garrett, I, if you're listening to this episode, I apologize because we went after Arizona football and now Phoenix Suns basketball, and those are the two things you love, but they're bad. They're going to be bad. There's a reason why you fall into mediocrity all the time. Now we get to transition into what's in my book, presented by our sponsor, mybookie.ag. Create your account today. Use our promo code BENCH, and when you make your first deposit, it will automatically double your money. That's only for a limited time, so sign up at mybookie.ag. Use promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, and we've mentioned it. This will just be right off the bat. Plus 100, somebody scores in the Nuggets-Mavs game next Friday. It's easy money, free money. money. Take it. Take my money. Take it. Just take it. And uh, now we get into the lines that we like this week. Mine are both college football. I'm going to let you start, and, and we'll see what you got. My first one, I got LSU plus 9.5 versus Ole Miss. I don't think they'll beat Ole Miss, but I think they they have something to play for in that Orgeron, mm. and I think that they'll make the game closer than 9.5. Ole yeah. Miss has an absolutely incredible offense, and but they made the Tennessee game way closer than it should have been. Mm. So I think that LSU, who coming off a big win last week, I think they can make the game interesting. They're not going to win. I think Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin over there and Ole Miss has a great offense and that they got a good shot at, at 
doing some damage in the SEC the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But I think LSU has a chance to, to cover plus nine and a half because that's a pretty steep spread. Yeah, I didn't. I saw that number too, and I it was interesting. I don't think that LSU is going to lose by more than. I don't think that they get blown out by no. Ole Miss. Ole Miss's offense is great, but LSU's offense. That's the thing about LSU. They're talented enough that when you score a lot, they will be able to match you because of their athleticism and their speed. So LSU, I like that line as well. Uh, my first one, Northwestern plus 21.5 against Michigan, uh, minus 110 odds. I don't – I think Michigan is good. Obviously, they're good. I don't know point favorite. This will be their first real tough test. Like, Nebraska was tough, but Pat, Pat Fitzgerald has these Northwestern Wildcats they ready to punch you in the up, face. Yeah. And Michigan's coming off of a bye. I think they might sleepwalk out of it. I don't know. I just like the 21, 21 and a half points is easy half, for yeah, me to hit. And, you know, if Michigan ends up doing it, I'll give Michigan the respect that they deserve because they would have finally earned it. But I don't see them blowing out Northwestern. This is going to be a close game. No, I don't hate that one at all. My, my next one, I got baseball. Dodgers right now are down 2-0. I'm going to go Dodgers in seven, plus 300 to win 4-3. I think the Braves I – think, I think we see a series where each team wins a home game hmm. and then until we get to game seven, and then the Dodgers win game seven because they have the right – they throw out all their studs out there to get to the World Series. I think it's a series that's very split even, and it goes game seven plus 300 odds. Those odds are very, very favorable. By the way, the Red Sox did pick up the win tonight, so they have a 2-1 advantage they in the ALCS. Two, yep. three. It was a big big win. Schwarber had a huge night. Schwarber, all those Cubs guys had really big impacts on their new teams. Um, but now uh, my last line that I have this week for you guys, Purdue plus three against Wisconsin. Purdue's in the top 25. Wisconsin is good. And they've played a lot of good teams, but I've been able to pick decent spots where Wisconsin's going to – Especially college football. Yeah, yeah. and – this is a game also I like Purdue plus three. I'm waiting for the money line to come out. There's been a couple games. I did it with the Oklahoma State game that I gave you guys last week. I took their plus five. I also ended up taking their money line at plus 170. I won both. It was, it was perfect. It was great. I lost the, I lost the under because I thought – or I, I thought I hit the over and it didn't go. So I, I ended up losing that one. But I had a good week. Purdue is a game where I'm going to look at the money line Saturday. I think that they're going to beat Wisconsin because they're going to be riding high off of beating a number two team and now being ranked in the top 25 for the first time in forever, maybe. I don't even yeah, know if it's, it's happened before. I don't think it's ever happened before, yeah. That, uh, that'd, that'd be an interesting one. My last one before we get to the ride of the slope. My last one I got is uh, an NFL one. Falcons minus two against the Dolphins. Minus two are, is – I think the Dol- Falcons are two points better. I don't care if it's a field goal that's still – you cover minus two is very very favorable. That's where you gotta look at those odds and be like, man, Dolphins have been struggling big time. I think Atlanta has a good shot of winning this game. Minus two is very 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 favorable. Yeah, I like that. Minus two is a great line. And now we get to ride the slope. We won last week, so look what we're doing. We're giving you back the goggles. Last last week I gave you my NHL parlay. This week, since the NBA is back, we're gonna give you your openings opening week uh, parlay for basketball. Obviously, first one we're starting with, Jimmy, we're starting with our Denver Nugs plus six against the Suns. Even if we lose, we're not losing by six. We are not getting our asses kicked. It's Nugs in four season, not Suns in four season. At minus 110, that's the easy one. That's the easy one. Medium, we're going Bucks, 
Heat under 224 at minus 110. Bucks and Heat, both teams are very, very, very good defensively. Mm-hmm. Very good defensively. 124 means that the game is going to be 112 to 112. That's what they're estimating it as. One, put, put, the, put the under there. I like that a lot because getting Kyle Lowry, that's another good defensive defensive minded guy, minded point guard. You know Bam's going to be locked down in the middle. And Giannis and Chris Middleton can lock up anybody. So I uh, love the under of that game. Yeah, Milwaukee's defense. I love any under with Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee, especially Miami, who's gritty as, as they are too. Mm-hmm. Difficult now. Here we go. This is the hot take. Pelicans plus four and a half against Philly. I don't trust Philly. I think they are way, on, way too much. And I think the Pelicans – Pelicans think that they got something with Brandon Ingram and Zion. They think that they, they got a shot trying to make the playoffs. I don't think so, but you never know with this team. And a plus four and a half is very favorable against a Philly team that has struggled to deal with this whole Ben Simmons drama. The dude's going to be booed in his home arena. Yep. Like it's 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 a it's a very very good line, and I think the Pelicans could punk them on opening night. Altogether, odds aren't as good as what they usually are, but altogether it's plus two thirty. I'm going to be taking this because it's very, very, very favorable. I like all these lines a lot. There's weeks where I'm like, shit, I like this line, but I don't love it. I love all these lines. I, I am hammering the fuck out of all these. I'll rock it. I'm bringing the good luck juju. So ride the slope with Nico this week. Win some money uh, and be sure to get in on the action. Sign up today. My bookie. .ag, promo code bench, B-E-N-C-H, and ride the slope with Nico and I. And we also have our first installment of the Mile High Parlay you can hit Thursday. Thursday and Friday, we got – I mean, we don't have to put goggles on for this. I didn't throw this in there, but I, I was looking at the game set for this week. Broncos obviously are the underdogs against Cleveland. You can take the Broncos and the Avs on Thursday night because the Avs play Thursday night, and then you take the Nuggets on Friday against – I think it's either San, it might be San Antonio game. But you take the you take the Mile High Parlay. If you're really feeling yourself, you can throw CU in there, you can throw Colorado State in there because they play Friday and Saturday as well so you, we have our first installment of the mile high parlay two available this weekend mybookie.ag promo code bench ride the slope get in on the mile high parlay and uh yeah it's gonna it my boogie's the greatest place to place your bets i bet constantly now i was able to supplement my bank account with some college football winnings last week and then i went and lost it tonight in the nfl but that's how it works and the world world keeps turning you're either hot or do you're either hot or you do. I ended up being very due. We are but both I hit, very due. I'll I hit that. both those bets, and then I haven't won another one since because I lost the Avs. I took the Avs minus one again, lost, and then I took the under, lost. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great weekend other than Saturday morning. Uh, but, no, that's uh, we love working with my bookie. Be sure to check them out. Now let's wrap up the episode and uh, get into player and play of the week. Player of the week. I'll start with this one because I'm taking I'm taking Dak. I wanted to get him off the board early. 445 yards, three touchdowns, game winner in overtime. He, they should not have been in that game. They played very poorly, and he was the sole reason they were able to fight their way back. So I, I'm going to give Dak Prescott some love, and he's my player of the week. Dak deserves it. He kept my survivor league alive. That's all, I, I'll always forever be in love with Zach <laughs> and Deke for that sole reason. I'm going to have an honorable mention because I didn't put this down, but we were watching the game. But Derrick Henry, 160 yards, three touchdowns. Mm. Dude's a fucking amble. But my player – Oh, yeah. My player of the week, I'm going to go Candace Parker. Yes, WNBA champion, 2021 WM champion. One of the greats 
one of the best female basketball players of all time. She was she has now won two different championships with two different organizations. First with the LA Sparks, now with the Chicago Sky. I'm pretty sure it's called. And they just won the NBA Finals. The girl, the Candace Parker, as she one of those Tennessee Volunteers that was under Pat Summit that has had an incredible career. And her first, first she was born in Chicago. They 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 added Chicago. Um, she she signed with Chicago in the free agency. Excuse me. And she goes in there her first year and is the MVP of the finals and wins the wins the WNBA championship. Was that, is that Brittany Griner's team or was she on the other team? She was on the other team. That was, ah. She plays for Phoenix Mercury, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the Chicago team, Phoenix Mercury, who had Tarasi, who's obviously a fucking goat, and then Brittany Griner, and I think they had someone else. I can't think of her name. But, but – Candace Parker basically solely alone uh, carried Chicago to their first championship <laughs> since the Blackhawks won. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, that is the first one since Blackhawks. So uh, that's in. I I heard about it and and I I saw that they had their championship and somebody won, but I wasn't. I'm not familiar with the team. So Candace Parker and Dak Prescott, players of the week, play of the week. What do you got for player of the week? I couldn't find a whole lot, so I'm gonna with, go with Javante Williams hurdle. That was that great. That Javante yeah. Williams hurdle. The dude is <laughs> gives gives me so much hope. I, I, should he change his number to thirty? I think he should. Or, no, no, no. You, you don't because because of the fact that you know he's trying to be different than TD. I I wanted him to go with a single digit number. I wanted mm. a number like five or 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 some tough number, like a running back number, a, a, some tough running back number. But thirty three. If we get new jerseys possibly within the next couple of years, I'm getting a Javante Williams jersey. The motherfucker is so much fun to watch. Like I said, I love watching the Broncos offense play because I know Teddy Bridgewater's get the ball halfway out to Cortland Sutton mm. and watching Javante run the football is just so much fun to watch. Javante Williams is creeping up my list of running backs I <laughs> oh, wish I could man. block for. Right under Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, uh, that's and Joe fair. Mixon. That's right? pretty fair, yeah. Nick Chubb, um, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon are my top three. Javante Williams is right there. Uh, my play of the week, TJ Watts strip sack because – he went. He pass rushed five of the six guys blocking on that play. He pass rushed the tight end, the halfback, the tackle, the guard. Went around the center, stripped the ball out. Devin Bush recovered it. By the way, I, I, if I was a Broncos fan, it would still hurt me it's, to see Devin it's Bush. Not, it's not other, as bad as other, Josh there's, Allen. There's other things. It's that not work. as bad as yeah. Josh Allen, but Devin Bush is is very good and a very young linebacker. He would solidify a lot of that defense. But T.J. Watt. I think that he has a very good case to possibly win Defensive Player of the oh, Year this year over Aaron Donald. The the only person that is going to argue against that is Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Because Trayvon Diggs is fucking unconscious. He has the more ball, touchdowns than Stephon Diggs. Now now they're equal because okay. Diggs had a touchdown Monday Night Football. Yeah. But that's the one person that I would argue has the nod over him. But it's a two-man race. Trayvon Diggs, for whatever reason, every single game, the ball finds his hands. It, it's insane how easy he's able to read quarterbacks in the NFL, especially at this level, even though after that pick six, he was he the did, one that yeah. gave up the touchdown. That, that's why T.J. Watt had a maybe have – but I think I, I would still give Trayvon Diggs the nod, but T.J. Watt has solidified himself as a, as a runner, as a runner in the race. He's got to get his sack numbers up, but yeah. right now he's playing – at a very high level. He's the best Watt brother, brother in the NFL. And I think that's Hey, easy. there's lots of goddamn good fullback. <laughs> I know. He's a fullback. Breed, I know. He's a fullback, Nico. I there's got a it. reason why all the good teams in the football have good running backs or good fullbacks. Yeah. Patrick Ricard 
Anthony Sherman, when the Chiefs were good, they suck now. When they lost Anthony Sherman, I'm yeah, just saying. I know. Sherman's a big deal. Like, come on. Sherman's a big deal. I get it. The reason why fullbacks are, are make teams good, I'm just saying. All right. Let's uh, wrap up this episode of the far end of the bench, get into uh, the business side of things. Be sure to follow us at FEOTB Pod on all of our social media. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. Leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. If you want to have a chance to be shouted out on the podcast, be sure to get that done. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel leave a like and a comment we'll we're more than happy to interact with whatever we get nico went back and forth a little bit this weekend on some nba stuff obviously we'll be talking about hockey and football as we continue to go on there and then some big mma stuff coming up so we got plenty of stuff there be sure to follow us you won't want to miss it become a bench warmer uh check out the new series our top 10 ncaa football rankings coming out every friday exclusively on our youtube channel uh, be sure to check that out. But Nico, this has been a, this is a packed episode, episode sixty-two. We're getting we're getting seasoned now. We're this, almost this, Grizzly this, vets at this, this point. This is seasoned because everything's going on. Yes, literally every sport. We have not yet had a rest, and we aren't going to get a rest. No, like every single sport you can. Because after of. the Super Bowl, we got March Madness. Yeah, and then all. <laughs> Fuck. And then after the, March, the, Madness, March Madness, we got we the have, NBA Finals. And also the Olympics. Winter and, Olympics. Oh, shit. I forgot yeah, about winter the Olymp- Olympics. Winter Olympics after the Super Bowl. Oh, I forgot about that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, uh, we're, be sure to join us now because we're going to keep up with everything. We're just going to keep growing. But for that, my for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, this has been Episode 62 of the Far End of the Bench Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Peace. This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar bill piece. Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them prices, I made it a habit Towing them pistols and serving them addicts